Hey, you're listening to the Jay and Ross Talk Shit Podcast. This is our first episode. Uh, we actually recorded this about a month ago, uh, day after my computer died, and then I had to go out of town for uh, our Christmas, New Year's vacation. But this episode was about the Golden Globes and about the SAG Awards. So uh, I've got everything back online now. Uh, I was able to add this intro, but don't really have time to edit it down. And I want to get this out before the Golden Globes on Sunday. So I hope you enjoy it. It is long. It's about two and a half hours. Uh, but yeah, uh, enjoy. We'll try to get a more constant stream of updates as this goes on. But uh, for now, this is uh, just an early effort. So thanks for listening. So is this talking shit with shit? Yeah, yeah, something like that. That's that's the uh, insider name. Talking like, shit with shit. Yeah. So if you're uh, just tuning in, did we ever? This is, uh... did, like, did we ever come up with a name? Yeah, this is Jay and Ross talk shit. Okay, that's that's official now. Let's do. Yeah, it's on so, the record, motherfucker. So Can I uh, swear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in our title. I think you can do it. Fair you enough. Want. Awesome. So yeah, this is the first episode of Jane Ross Talk Shit. Um, the gist of it is we come up with a topic and we talk about it. Most of what we're talking about right now is going to be entertainment-based, but uh, down the road, just anything newsworthy uh, we're interested in and feel like we have something we can talk about, we're going to cover. So uh, today we... We noticed both the SAG Awards and the Golden Globes now as their nominees for the year. Yeah. Yeah, so Jason, you you see a lot of movies, but not a lot lately, right? <laughs> yeah, man, I haven't really seen... I, I was kind of bad about it this year. Yeah. I've just been like, ah. Oh. Movie special, I watch more TV, because yeah. uh, just nothing really excited me. Yeah. Well, fortunately in this case, because I also see a lot more TV than movies, yeah. unfortunately. But uh, both these... Uh, awards honor TV and film, so for sure should have plenty to talk about. We're gonna go over the SAG Awards first. All right, so we've got theatrical motion pictures. Uh, first category was outstanding outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role. Mm-hmm. So we've got Steve Carell and Fox, Foxcatcher, Benedict Cumberbatch in the Imitation Game, Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler, Michael Keaton in Birdman, and Eddie Redmayne in The Theory of Everything. So, I've seen one of these movies. <laughs> I've seen zero. Zero? Yeah, I've seen Birdman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about that a little bit. It's really interesting. I like uh, Michael Keaton a lot in it. Uh, it's a really weird weird type of role for him because it's kind of playing off of who he is in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's playing a guy who used to be a superhero actor and w- made a lot of money, doesn't do as much stuff now, and it's about him like trying to put on a play and be a serious artist. So it's really good. That's rad. <laughs> but, uh... No, the thing, I really want to see that movie is because I don't know how much validity is, there is to it, but I heard that he was getting sued because the movie didn't make money, and he was being blamed for his performance. Really? Which now, I don't know how much validity, but I saw a couple news articles about that. And, like, now seeing this is, like, how, what, what case do they have? Yeah, I don't think his performance was a big problem with this movie. Yeah. Um, lawsuit, like type of lawsuit. Yeah, we're we're looking this up. Check validity. <laughs> yeah, Michael Keaton fighting lawsuit, claiming he ruined a movie. Yeah. 
All right. So, the, and this is from The Hollywood Reporter. I'm just going to read off the first couple paragraphs. Imagine the scenario. On February 22nd, 2015, Michael Keaton accepts an Oscar for Best Acting Performance and for his work in Birdman. He's commanding such buzz that, that on Wednesday, the New York Times mentioned the word frontrunner. Then, just a week later, on March 2nd, Keaton appears at a federal trial over the issue of whether he ruined a movie. The possibility is very real, and Keaton's lawyers are working hard to ensure uh, it doesn't come to fruition. So, let's see, going down... He was sued by the production company for allegedly not living up to his contractual obligations on the film. According to the complaint, Keaton was difficult during the editing process, going fly-fishing when he should have been working on the film and then delivering an unsatisfactory cut. As he worked on, on a re-edit, the producer had the screenwriter cut an alternate, alternative version, which the producer liked better. Then the 2008 film festival came, and Keaton allegedly told the dr- festival's director that he would only attend if his version was screened. The producers said they felt no choice but relent. Then came more fights over the choice of music and Keaton's appearance on ABC's Good Morning America, where he reportedly couldn't confirm a description of the plot. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I had never heard of this. Yeah, it was like the weirdest thing I so, ever heard in my life. So it sounds like the, that the he, final cut of the movie was the one at Sundance, right? I guess. I don't I, it sound, like Is he is he credited as the editor? I have no idea. Like it was like the weirdest thing. I, I've only read like one or two articles from it. And it was like the weirdest thing I'd ever read in my life. Like they're saying like he sabotaged the project, but then everybody's talking about how awesome he is. Yeah. Well it sounds like <laughs> it the the header was a little misleading almost like yeah. they're saying it was his performance but it was more that he wasn't there for part of it mm-hmm. and then they weren't happy with his cut yeah. so it was like a creative difference and, and i read it when it like first like when like it, for, like it was a couple months ago yeah and like they said it was like in the article because i remember reading the article and it said his performance which it's so yeah it, i i don't think that they have any case based on yeah. that because if you're going to sue people for bad performances, there are plenty of other performances this year yeah. that could be up for that. But he's he's awesome in it. Like, pretty much across the board, it's a really, really well I wanted acted to see it. it pissed me. Like, I, I, went, I went to the movies recently, and I, like the person I was with wanted to see Dumb and Dumber 2 over yeah. Birdman, and I was like... <laughs> That's oh, a bummer. <laughs> but you said it was okay. Like, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. I have not seen Dumb and Dumber 2. No, I, I mean, don't see it in theaters. No. No. Didn't plan on dropping $10 yeah. or more on it. Watch, watch it for a dollar. Yeah. Because there are a few good parts, but mostly not. Yeah. It, like, you, like, it was just too far over the top. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like, the scene, like, it's in the preview, so I'm not ruining anything, but the yeah. scene where, like, they're both on the phone right next to each other, and he's like, it's my dead dad. It's like, they can hear, they should be able to hear... They're t- Even for dumb people, yeah, you know, <laughs> they're like, not deaf dumb. People. They're not <laughs> comatose. Right. They're not like you know what I mean. Like, and they, that it could have been quickly fixed with just one guy in one room, the other guy in the other. Yeah, and then it would have worked. Yeah, that and, it could have possibly worked. And it, the gist I got from the trailer, and you kind of confirmed this when we talked briefly about it, was that it seemed like a movie where it. Unlike the original, where they were kind of the weird, dumb guys, and the rest of it was fairly straight, everything else was kind of nutso, and, like, more slapstick, more 
over the top than you would expect from the original movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah, no, like it was it was a normal like like there's either it's either crazy character with a normal world or like a normal character with crazy world. Yeah, it usually you know, works better that yeah, way. Yeah, it's usually one or the other. And like this one was just all crazy. Yeah. Just all nuts. Which is, it feels like the Farley brothers have been going that way for a while. Yeah. That's a fair statement. And uh <laughs> It, but but it would probably be interesting to watch the two the back to back just to think of in terms of the Farley's uh, careers. Yeah. Uh, it just uh, where they've gone because Dumb and Dumber was so much different than like their post uh, right. Mary work really. Really? Yeah. No. That. Yeah. No. For sure. That's that's actually an interesting point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, Birdman. Yeah. Go, are, going back to let, Zach Awards. What do, what do we, yeah. What do, what do we got else? Okay. So we've got Foxcatcher. I. Have, like I saw a trailer for that. It really didn't grab my eye, mm-hmm. but like everybody says, it's fucking amazing. It's it's gotten like I've seen sort of mixed reviews, but mostly pretty good. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of buzz just because Steve Carell is playing such a dramatic character, mm-hmm. which is different for him. But uh, I've heard Channing Tatum's really good in it. I guess, hmm. and uh, that's interesting. I mean, it all. I mean, say what you want about Channing Tatum. Like I actually like Twenty One Jump Street. Oh, he's great. Street fucking hilarious yeah like he's fucking hilarious yeah man. i was like <laughs> I, I remember uh hearing something from jonah hill once where he was like okay w- when we started the movie channing tatum was really uncomfortable with the idea of doing comedy because he didn't think he was funny and i just told him it's like well you just you're like play everything straight like the material is purposely funny and ridiculous so if you're playing it straight, it's funny. Yeah. And it like he basically did that, and Joe Hill's like, "Well, now everyone thinks he's funnier than me." <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, but he he's really good in it. They're both really good, and he's yeah. he's become a much better dramatic actor, I think, too. Or he's just gotten better material to work with. Probably. Maybe so. It's it's hard to really go down from step up <laughs> in terms of you know great character work. <laughs> He can dance, and you know that's why. That's why Magic Mike works for him. He's like, all right, that's I got a movie. Name. I can dance. I've been a male stripper. I know what that's about. And uh, yeah, he also gets to work with Soderbergh, who's awesome. Yeah. But anyway, so, so that's Foxcatcher, which neither of us have seen. Right. I mean, I'm I'm always intrigued by, mm-hmm. like, for instance, Steve Carell, who plays quite debatably the most insane ridiculous characters in the last decade uh-huh you know because his first his first uh attempt at a serious role at least that, that i remember mm-hmm. oh i mean there was a little miss sunshine that was yeah. kind of that was i mean it had comedic element mm-hmm. but i think the first like that was like fully dr- dramatic was dan in real life yeah and even that's kind of like a dramedy right kind of like yeah. it wasn't funny so i mean like <laughs> well I mean, wait till we get maybe to the, they maybe they attempted but they wait failed. till we get to the golden globes comedy category uh-huh. for some not funny movies yeah. but and then the other movie i really want to see uh stephen hawk the stephen Hawking movie theater of everything i i think it looks good yeah. and i like i'm really it's I focus to, features which focus features is amazing they're pretty i love consistent. focus features like I'm trying to think of a movie that was, like, absolutely awful. Yeah, and, it, like, I'm a little cynical with biopics a lot of the time, and just the idea of, like, romanticizing people's lives too much, or the way that they like to just, like, cut everything but the most, like, empowering moments out. 
but I I really like the direction that they appear to be going with that movie. Or like what they've shown in the trailers is that <coughs> a lot of it is really just about him and uh, his wife and their relationship over time and the deterioration of a person mm-hmm. and how that does or doesn't work out. Because yeah. I, I know she eventually, they eventually did break up. I think he left her. Yeah, he had an affair with this nurse or <laughs> something, which... Like... <laughs> it's, like crazy. You, you've been but, hanging out with Woody Allen? Like, what the, like, what the fuck? What the but, fuck, Stephen Hawking? That's kind of a shitty move. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm really interested to see where it goes, and I like the idea of, like, even even if it's a little corny, using, like, the vastness of existence and the universe is kind of like a well, I mean, theme for... That's like Stephen Hawking's whole life. Right, you know? but I like that they're trying to take that down to an emotional level, that's and then cool, also yeah. tie it into his actual life like it seems like it's less about his discoveries and his theories and more about him as a person and i'm more intrigued to see that as a movie i guess but and one movie i'm kind of on the fence with this one is nightcrawler i want to see it just because i've heard i've heard jake gyllenhaal is so creepy really and yeah really good in it he's like so hit or miss with me yeah like sometimes he blows me away and then other times i'm like man i'm like, uh, there are a lot of movies where I'm indifferent on him. I can't think of a lot where I really just thought he did a crappy job. Like, um, the only movie, because it reminds me a lot of End of Watch. I think they marketed it. Okay. Like, that. I haven't seen... I've any... heard End of Watch is great. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just... Sometimes those movies, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it is about them, but they just don't get me excited. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It's, it's like... Yeah, it's nothing like... about that one really, like... Clued, er, I, I wasn't interested based on like a trailer. It was more yeah. the reviews and like the people I know watched it. Typically, have said it was really good or it was well done. It's kind of a mix of like the you know handheld camera or like fake documentary thing and like rec- just regular mm. cinematography. Oh, that's interesting. I guess like it, it's all meant to look like that, but some of it's diegetic and some of it's not. And I'm kind of curious about how that worked out, but haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I need to. I, I uh, mean, I need to watch it. But I mean, I like him going way back. I liked him in Donnie Darko. Uh, he was really good in that. Yeah, I, I thought he was great in Brokeback Mountain, even if he was... Kind of, like, he always gets overshadowed in conversation because Heath Ledger was so good in that movie. Yeah. But he was really good, too. Yeah. I mean, he. I think he's a strong actor, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was definitely strong. I think he gets overshadowed, and maybe because of that, because Heath Ledger just made such a good, interesting strong character choice yeah and like like we were just going back to playing yourself you know yeah because like jake gyllenhaal made you feel for his character made you feel for but like he didn't really have like a he didn't have like heath ledger's like oh you know just right going down the same old age you know yeah dead, you know <laughs> or whatever right, <laughs> right. yeah so. i guess that's fair i mean he it wasn't as showy of a role mm-hmm. not that you really think of Heath Ledger's role as being like, because you know, like he he doesn't seem like a guy who's trying to command the scene in that movie, but mm-hmm. he also is playing a very distinct character. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. that's true. So, Imitation Game, I know very little about. No, nothing. So I <laughs> I'm gonna skip that for now yeah. and assume it's probably pretty well acted, or that <laughs> Cumberbatch is pretty good in it. Right. I saw earlier it had like an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably a good movie. Nice. <laughs> All right. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role. 
This is going to be tough because I haven't seen any of these movies. Uh, we have Jennifer Aniston in Cake, Felicity Jones in The Theory of Everything, Julianne Moore in Still Alice, Rosamund Pike in Gone Girl, Reese Witherspoon in Wild. So again, Theory of Everything we're both interested in. We should we Which, should do like a follow up where we've seen some of these movies. We should down totally. the road. Absolutely. Maybe, I was just thinking the same maybe thing. Maybe during Oscar season. Absolutely. I'm totally down. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah, not much to hey. say. I don't uh, know anything. I'm ac- I'm actually very just looking at the titles. Mm-hmm. Felicity Jones just cuz she's new. I'm always fascinated by new talent. Yeah. Uh and and Rosamund Pike, I don't really know her. Mhm. So and, and Gone Girl's yeah. David Fincher. I really want so, to see Gone Girl. Uh, yeah. I've avoided all the spoilers from people, but yeah, that one that looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, should I'm, we... I'm not a Julianne Moore fan, so I probably will skip Still Alice. I I think Maybe, she's, I mean I don't she's pretty good, but again but I, I'm not a fan. I don't know why. I I just don't see movies based on actors and actresses that much. Fair so enough. So it could be a pretty good movie, and then I'd see it, but. <laughs> like uh, usually, like I go on like you know directing, scriptwriting, mm-hmm. story. And, like, but you what definitely it's about. have like people that you really like yeah. as actors, and we'll see a movie just based on the fact. Absolutely, that they're in it. absolutely. Because I mean, it's definitely I think my bias too, just because that's what I do. Yeah. So, um, like yeah, definitely. Like if I see, like some like Michael Keaton and Birdman, I was like. Yeah. Love Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Edward Norton's great in it too. Yeah, Edward Norton and Emma Stone's really good. It's yeah, good cast. Like I'm like that sounds awesome. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, there are some people. Then the, like there's some people that I want. I don't give a shit how great the movie is. It could be be the best movie ever made. If it's Julia Robertson, I don't want to see that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. No. Fuck Julia Roberts. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I've... Fucking Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot I can think of with her movies where I was like really into them. I never. I never saw Aaron Brockovich. Uh, oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to outstanding performance by male actor in a supporting role, we've got Robert Duvall in The Judge, Ethan Hawke in Boyhood, Edward Norton in Birdman. Mark Ruffalo in Foxcatcher, and J.K. Simmons in Whiplash. So, we talked a little bit about Birdman already. Uh, I'll vouch for Edward Norton being great in it. Uh, He has a very difficult role because he has to play the kind of... He has to play basically a genius actor who's just a total mess in real life. But he has to, you know, do the parts where he's the actor in his element and performing, and the part of the got kind of fuck up guy yeah. <laughs> and it is he's he totally sells it as the genius actor like yeah. it, it it can become or it can come off as so pretentious or false if you have someone playing that role and they just don't live up to like the character's reputation but he's awesome mm-hmm. so yeah no i mean i totally believe just as a he made a movie about five years ago called leaves of grass mm-hmm. where he plays a stoner yeah, dealer. he plays two different roles in that, And then right? he plays a Harvard teacher, and they're yeah. completely, completely different. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally buy that he can do that for sure. Yeah. He's he's also playing a character kind of like Michael Keaton, where his role is sort of a play on his reputation in Hollywood. Mm. So you, uh, 
Oh, uh, that's he's, interesting. He's kind of a dickhead, and ah, people don't like working with him very much. But <laughs> only option is to do droid commercials. Yes, and he's also he's very critical about uh, um, Keaton's character in Birdman and whether he's a real artist or full of shit and all that. Ah. So he's great. Uh, I, that actually brings up an interesting point. Like little side topic. Uh-huh. What do you think about all these like big time actors doing commercials? I think it's I, cheesy. I think. It's kind of cheesy, but it's a payday, man. <laughs> Fair enough, but like, did you need it? Probably not. It. I don't know. It's a little weird when like you're Matthew like... Matthew McConaughey just won the Oscar, and yeah. then he's doing Lincoln commercials. Well, Jason, he's been driving a Lincoln <laughs> since long before he was paid to drive one. Of course. <laughs> so, it's more of... of it's out of love. Because like, you, it used to be like, if you wanted to do a commercial, you had to go to like fucking... Bangladesh or Thailand <laughs> yeah. or some shit. You had to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger doing Japanese energy yeah. commercials where he's like... Which had nicotine in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Those... all about health. To get healthy. Yeah. The bodybuilder. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a little weird when it's like, why is Morgan Freeman doing a commercial or... Or and you can always tell someone's voice, like uh, yeah. like Dennis Leary does the like the Ford commercials. Yeah, he, uh, I think John Cryer was doing. I forget which, but somebody told me he was doing commercials, yeah. like voiceovers. And why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Dexter. Michael C. Hall. Yeah, Michael C. Hall. He was doing some commercials, and his voice is so obviously Michael C. Hall <laughs> that it's like, well, why, uh, like, why do you want your product associated with Dexter? Really. <laughs> Like, not final season aside, he's still a serial killer. You can see his voice on, like, one of those infomercials for yeah. really sharp knives. Right. <laughs> he, he's, it cuts through steel! He's, he's a great pitch man for, like, plastic wrap. But, but less so... Less so... I think it was, like, a car commercial. I, I, I think it was, like... A, I, I'm trying to remember if it was an SUV because if it was an SUV, it would be fucking perfect. Because it's like if you need to move a body <laughs> and you you gotta have the power and the space to do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like funny thing, like even the commercial I did with TurboTax, uh-huh. where like I'm you see my face and I'm just mouthing the line. Mm-hmm. I found out the person doing that line, like over my mouthing of it uh-huh. was John C. Riley. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's so weird. I want to ask the director, why wasn't it the other way around? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, who gives him, a shit about me? Like, yeah. you know? They're probably like, hey, John C. Riley, we got this great idea where people are going <laughs> to yeah. talk through your mouth. He's like, do I have to show up like, and film something somewhere? It's like, well, you would. I mean, would you rather just like go to a voice studio? Or something? It's like, yeah. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> Which, in all fairness, he literally probably just like went like, why did she dump me? And then just leave. Because <laughs> like, yeah. right? like, like his, I think he does all the voices. There's like three segments. I'm in one of them. And I'm pretty sure he did all the voices for all the segments. Which probably took a half hour. <laughs> in the voice studio, if that. Yeah, yeah. As it's opposed an easy to job. The, as opposed to the one scene where I'm just mouthing it. Yeah. We did like somewhat of a hundred takes to do that. Yeah. I shit you not. <laughs> For one like two lines. Yeah. Because like they just wanted to make sure I was like perfect. No, it's it's and, a like, hard thing to do. Yeah. I, it, it wasn't even like 
and they were even like the whole time they were like, "We got it. We got. Let's just do it again and again and again yeah. and again, just to make sure." That's probably better better to do that than to like realize after like, "Whoa, shit, exactly. our commercial sucks. Let's get John right. C. Riley to come in and try to ADR to this now." Right. But it's still funny. <laughs> it's weird. So let's see what else is up for uh, supporting. I, I don't know I, the judge. I don't know if I'm going to see that. Yeah, I love Robert Downey or Robert Duvall just, and Robert Downey Jr. That movie just looks so generic. Yeah, and just so everything I've heard is it's exactly that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not as interested in seeing that. But um, Ethan Hawke and Boyhood. I have seen Boyhood. It's great. Yeah. It, like it will probably mention more on the Golden Globes, but like that would be my pick so far of best film this year. Like nice. it's really, really well done. I mean, it's an ambitious movie anyway, because they shot over nine years and everybody's growing up in it, including mm-hmm. the central kid and his sister. So it, you do kind of see them grow as actors and actresses and you, uh, uh, even the directing style, I feel gets a little more advanced over time, but, uh, it, performances across the board are great Ethan Hawke is he's so good in like having a real arc it but but not like seeing every moment of it you know it's like kind of the opposite of what I mentioned with musical biopics where every moment is like a poignant thing in their life instead you're getting these little intimate moments between characters like he's 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 his dad but he's not in his life so, like, when he sees his dad, there are major moments or major changes that have happened in his life, but you're getting the storytelling through the margins. So you see as he's, how he's changed as a person, and you get through the references how that might have been. Or, yeah. But, hmm. but yeah, he grows up just as much as the kid in the movie, yeah. and it's, it's really good. I mean, it, tracking that over time is probably difficult enough, but it, every element of that was well done. And I, I, I think... As good as Edward Norton is, Ethan Hawke deserves it just as much. They're both great performances. Nice. So, uh, Whiplash, I really want to see. I don't know if Fill me in. Um, so, it's it's really like a teacher-mentor, or a mess <laughs> teacher-mentor, mentor-student like relationship of like a really, really crazy, intense, like, musician, and like, like a, I think it's, I think it's a drama band instructor, but it's played by J.K. Simmons, and he's like supposed to be one of the best, but he's incredibly intense and like life ruining. <laughs> but it's supposed to be like I think he's the odds-on favorite for winning this award. Like, really, it, it, he's been around for so long. And he's done so many. He's yeah. so good in everything. Yeah, but he's but usually like a comedic goofball guy, kind of. I could see him being the favorite for this one, but oh, yeah. what would probably keep him out of the Oscar mm-hmm. is a they go by body of work. Sometimes, most of the time, it, it, it's to me, it, it's like that is a big thing, but yeah. it's more like narrative, like narrative behind an actor. Oh, so sometimes, yeah. if yeah. you've got someone who's just worked forever, and J.K. Simmons has been in a lot of stuff, even if a lot of it's not like big Oscar. Right. Uh, drawing roles, he's been consistently yeah. in like bit parts. So like him finally being given a role to shine and the attention and all that, I can see them being like, okay, we want to award that, and it's right. it's a nice story. It's Alan. In addition, Ar- it's just, Alan Arkin in fucking Little Miss Sunshine. Sort of, yeah. It, it, but if he's as good as everyone says, then that's cool. 
And uh, so yeah, Foxcatcher. Again, haven't seen that. Heard Mark Ruffalo's good, but <laughs> I doubt it. Doesn't sound like he has the same chance as the other three we've mentioned. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. Yeah. All right. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role. Uh, we've got Patricia, or Patricia Arquette, also in Boyhood. Uh, Karen Knightley in The Imitation Game. Emma Stone in Birdman. Uh, Meryl Streep in Into the Woods. And Naomi Watts in St. Vincent. So, some of the usual suspects. We've, uh, we've got Birdman again, which she was very good in. Emma Stone was really good, but I doubt that she's going to be like a front runner Probably for an not. award like she's good but not she had compared to like edward norton and michael keaton that same movie she isn't like you don't think of her performance as much yeah. after the fact as oh yeah and that and also just how just like how the award system works out uh-huh it's just her age might be hurting her too yeah like i mean like for instance like i remember jennifer lawrence and winter's bone mm-hmm. i was like man awesome she's really good i I, nobody had her winning though just because she was the new kid on the block Mm -hmm. the whole that was like her only like stimulation you know that was it was Mm -hmm. like oh she's just new yeah yeah it's not fair yeah but but, and that was that was an interesting one too because she's playing a character so unlike herself in Mm -hmm. real life and i but nobody really knew at the moment like she when winter's bone came out oh uh, are you talking about jennifer Lawrence? lawrence yeah jennifer lawrence I didn't know who Jennifer Lawrence was when I saw Winter's Bone. Like, no, she yeah. didn't really start to become famous until, or, like, really famous until Hunger Games. And, like, yeah. she was she was in X-Men First Class, and she was X-Men good in that. and then, like, Silver Linings Playbook, right. and she won the Oscar. Well, was that, that was after Hunger Games. That was after? I think. I want to say after the first one, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, but she was, she was so good in that. And yeah. it, like, knowing who she is now as a person and some of her other work, like, it seems like even more of a crazy outlier performance that's... Like, she's really good in a lot of stuff, but yeah. that was kind of a stretch for her, probably. Anyway, getting back to the ones in there. Uh, Emma Stone, good, but probably not going in. Uh, Patricia Arquette in Boyhood is, again, outstanding. Uh, just like Ethan Hawke, you get to see her character over time. Um, there's less of a boy-to-man transition. Like, uh, like for her, it's more like kind of getting beaten down but the way that she loves her family and the way that like it's kind of the way that being a mom in that situation can be kind of a selfless thing or a a thankless job like there are a lot of parts where she's been through terrible situations because she's she's married just people that were horrible and uh, like one one who's basically abusive Mm. another who's not not abusive to that degree but just as harmful and poisonous to their family and like just the way that like her kids get especially her daughter will get mad at her or hate her briefly for those things and her trying to keep it together and trying to do the best thing for them mm-hmm. and there's a scene towards the end where uh the main character goes off to college where she's sending him away and like he's her youngest kid and like finally giving up which i think is probably really relatable to a lot of mothers and is so well acted and yeah, no, I mean... She's great. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, it's interesting just to see her. I, that's a name I haven't seen in a while, mm-hmm. so... Um, yeah, and again, you see her age in an interesting way in the movie, too, because it's nine years of her life. Yeah. Like, her and Ethan Hawke look like practically different people by the end of it. That's but, crazy. 
Also, the kid grows up to look almost exactly like Ethan Hawke, and it's weird. <laughs> but it's... Jesus. So, uh, Meryl Streep uh, in Into the Woods, I I haven't... It's not out yet, I don't think. Oh, um, I'll probably end up seeing it, because Reba loves fairy tales, my fiancé, <laughs> so I'll get it, but I... I I don't know. All the posters are like, ah, this isn't this isn't my thing. <laughs> Johnny Depp is, I guess, a pirate, and he's, he's a wolf. Oh, he's a wolf. This but time? he's just as flamboyant he's, looking. Yeah, he's a pirate wolf. And yes, so, like he's pirate the first wolf. of his kind. Yeah, pirate uh, wolf. Pirate wolf. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, do you think Meryl Streep's like just pissed off by getting awards at this point? It would be hard to be mad about. Like, it, I would but... just be like, fuck, these things are so boring. I'm tired yeah. of going. Yeah, <laughs> like, and something tells me she didn't take the role in uh, Into the Woods thinking, this is going to be award material. Yeah. But, I mean, like, to me, it's still not as bad as, like, the Mamma Mia nomination. It's like, are you shitting me? They should put Meryl Streep in a Transformers movie, see if she gets an, an Oscar. <laughs> she'll, you know, depends on her role. If it's a small she'll role... She'll be a and Transformer. Wanna... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That would be that'd be pushing it, but possible. So Naomi Watts, Saint Vincent. I know basically nothing about that nope. movie, which I feel bad about, but yeah. can't talk about. So. When I get yeah, when I get the screeners, I yeah, I try, I try not to like see anything before the nominations come out because yeah, I'm I'm poor. Yeah, and, uh, and I did this like, thing last or last. So yeah, just free. last year, where we uh, we were like, let's not see a lot of them, so we can just go get them all out of the way at one of those like AMC Oscar events, where you just see everything in a row. But if you get the screeners, dude, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh yeah, I hit you up on that for sure. So, outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. So all together, we've got Birdman, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, Invitation Game, and Theory of Everything. Uh, I've actually seen. Well, I mean, obviously, Birdman, Boyhood, and yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel. That's got a great cast. That's Which one? Birdman. Oh, Birdman. The only the only yeah. name I don't recognize is Andrea Riseborough. Yeah, and she's good. She's like there. It's everybody's really good it's, in that movie. Like Zach Galifianakis gets to play a little more straight than he normally does. That's interesting. Yeah, the the craziest guy in that cast. Gets yeah, to play straight. That's a little bit. Yeah, because he's the guy. You know, he's kind of like. I forget his role on it. He's, I think, the assistant director of the play who's, like, trying to keep it together a little bit. And mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's, he's it's probably fun for him. He's probably tired again. Typecast is a weird guy. Right. That's fair. But, uh, yeah, Naomi Watts. And everybody's good in it. Uh, Boyhood, same thing. Everybody's great in that movie. Right. <laughs> um, Grand Bud- Budapest Hotel uh, won a hell of a cast. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, really good movie too. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I haven't yet. It, I wanted, though. We've got that on Blu-ray. If you want to see it sometime, yeah, you might even have a DVD copy. But it's, yeah, it's it's very Wes Anderson. For sure. um, yeah, I didn't personally like it quite as much as I liked uh, Moonrise Kingdom or uh, Life Aquatic. I haven't yeah. seen Moonrise. I want yeah. to see any. Life Aquatic. I like. I think I like this. I one. Like... This one was better than Life Aquatic. I think. Okay. But it Moonrise Kingdom, I loved. And I really liked Fantastic Mr. Fox, too. I thought his style worked really well in animation. But, yeah, I that one, if you're just talking about cast all together, which it is, it's got a shot. 
everybody's really good, and it's just such a crazy yeah, they assemblage. Got a, they got a lot of names. Yeah, F. Murray Abraham, uh, Matthew Elmeret. I don't really know. Yeah. As well. F. Murray Abraham. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure great. he was in. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought. Yeah. I thought you were. Uh, Adrian Brody. I'm just listing them off. Willem Dafoe, Ray Fiennes, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Harvey Keitel, Jude Law, Bill Murray, Edward Norton, Tony uh, Rivoli. I think. Suri's <laughs> Ronan, uh, Jason Schwartzman, Leah Seydoux, Tilda Swinton, Tom Wilkinson, and Owen Wilson. That's just nuts. That's retarded. And I mean, a lot of them are smaller roles. And that's the thing. Like, if you're if you're going by just sheer quantity of great quality actors, that's the best one on there. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, if the, the Boyhood and Birdman just have such great performances in them that it's 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 kind of tough. Yeah. Again, imitation game. I don't know. <laughs> I just can't say in theory of everything I, I don't doubt it's that probably, it, Imitation Game is probably one of those like an education films that <laughs> and I liked an education really I yeah. god that movie bored the shit out of me I can see that but I I just liked it at, or Taylor I, Tinker Soldier and Spy or Tinker was, Taylor Soldier Spy yeah that yeah. one I was like that one that one's a tricky happen? one because <laughs> that one's a tricky one because they kind of sold it as like a spy thriller. Yeah. And I mean it is, but it's very much about like the conversations behind it and yeah. it's not what you might think going into it. And it's really well acted, but uh, I'd agree with you that it but was a little something a little slow. Something. Yeah. I have the guy drop a gun and it accidentally goes off. Something. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I I don't know enough about it to say. An education I thought was a nice little uh, slice of life story, kind of about. It was a, sort of a coming of age story, but yeah, I thought it was well done. But yeah, it's either your thing or it's not. <laughs> uh, theory of everything. I uh, I mean, I'm sure it's really well acted, and I, everybody's talking about uh, Eddie Redmayne as being excellent. Yeah. But. I don't know if, as an ensemble, it's strong enough yeah. to compete with some of the others. Yeah, the only name, the only guy I've heard of is a David Thrulis. Yeah, yeah, he, David uh, Thrulis. He's good. He, yeah, because he, he's the guy. Uh, if you ever seen Big Lebowski, he's the creepy guy with a uh, Maud Lebowski that is like laughing all high pitched and weird for no apparent reason. Yeah, just like just. <laughs> Yeah, that creepy dude. Yeah, I so I knew him primarily from uh, Harry Potter three. Okay, Azkaban, uh, and he's he's pretty good in that too. But it, yeah, when I found out he was the weird giggling guy in uh, Big Lebowski, it kind of blew my mind a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like this dude is weird, <laughs> but I like him. So anyway, uh, that's it for SAG Awards for. Yeah. Uh, movies. <laughs> Samson just got closer to the recorder so that we can all hear him. <laughs> but uh, so moving on to television programs, you want to just skip miniseries? I don't know any. I don't watch really. I don't even really watch miniseries. Yeah. Um, well, they're including Fargo, which is a, so I haven't I haven't seen the Normal Heart, which is a a movie or a TV movie. Uh, by this by um, Ryan Murphy who like Glee, American Horror Story, Nip Tuck, and stuff uh, about kind of the early days of AIDS research, and it, it apparently wasn't that great. It had uh, 
it had Julia Roberts in it, so you'll oh, definitely want to check it out. <laughs> but uh, unless, unless Julia Roberts has AIDS, <laughs> I don't think so. Oh bummer. Uh, let's see. Uh, all uh, Richard Jenkins and all of uh, Kitter Ridge. I have no idea. Um, Bennett Cumberbatch in uh, Sherlock is Blast Vow. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, I've seen the first Sherlock. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a mini series, but they only do three episodes a season. And it's it's him and uh, oh god, what can't think of his name? Uh, Martin uh, Bilbo Baggins in the Hobbit. The Tim from the original British Office. Uh, he's also the Bilbo lead. Baggins he's also the lead. Oh, that that'll help. I'm just gonna go down to male actor. Oh, okay, they didn't nominate him. But he's also in Fargo as one of the uh, leads. He's amazing. I'll say his name and feel like an idiot for not being able to think of it off the top of my head right now. But uh, it, so yeah, it, I, he's really good as Sherlock. But he's done it like a number of times now, and it's probably not as big a deal for him. He's mm-hmm. received plenty of attention and awards for it. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Brody and Houdini uh, for History Channel. I like Adrian Brody, but there's probably not. It's not likely a History Channel movie is gonna win awards from him, um, but yeah, Billy Bob Thornton is amazing in Fargo. Mm. It, you haven't watched it? Give Fargo a shot. Really? It's it, it had the most difficult. Uh, it, it it was so hard to do because it's it's taking a movie that's so beloved and making a miniseries that's not the same story but really true to it in spirit. And, like, has enough connections that it's, like, an expansion of that while also being a completely new thing. Hmm. And being just as good, somehow. It's it's really, weird, really good. Uh, a lot of people have been putting it as their number one show of the last year. Huh. So. Uh, let's see. Uh, outstanding performance by a field metal actor in a television movie or miniseries. Uh, Ellen Burstyn in Flowers in the Attic on Lifetime. <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal in The Honorable Woman. Francis McDormand and Olive Kitter Ridge, Julia Roberts and Normal Heart, and Cicely Tyson and The Trip to Bountiful. Only one I'm, I'm only familiar with Normal Heart and Flowers in the Attic, and I never saw either of them. You haven't seen either of them, right? So yeah, moving on. <laughs> Outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series. So now we're getting to stuff we might both know. Yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi in Boardwalk Empire. Peter Dinklage in Game of Thrones, Woody Harrelson in True Detective, Matthew McConaughey in True Detective, and Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. Now, one thing that's immediately interesting about this is that True Detective is a miniseries for the SAG because uh, HBO submitted it for the Emmys last year as a uh, actual series instead, even though they could have done miniseries because they no, figured it's a it's a drama series. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Never mind. I think it's the Golden Globes that put it in as a miniseries. Because they they thought they realized finally that it's not as competitive in drama series. Mm-hmm. Uh, did which one of these have you seen? I've seen Boardwalk Empire. I've seen House of Cards. Okay, and I've seen Game of Thrones. Okay, have you seen? I'm the most way recent? behind on Game of Thrones. Okay, and House of Cards. I watched the first season. Okay, so you're so season behind. I'm now. getting caught up. But yeah, so so much good. Sh- and I've watched yeah. up to season two of Boardwalk Empire. Okay. So we'll. We I need start? to see true. Let's just go down the list then of ones because uh, Steve Buscemi in Boardwalk Empire has been consistently good on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, anything you have to say on him? I mean, yeah, I mean Steve Buscemi is just great in that show. For instance, I mean, 
really, I, like, the thing is, I think he just gets overshadowed yep. by, like, all the, you know, characters on, on it. Yep. Like, the guy who played uh, uh, Al Capone is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the guy who played Jimmy in yeah. the first two seasons was fantastic. The guy with, like, the Phantom of the Opera face. Yeah. Richard. That guy was great. Yeah. Uh, I still need... You You told me to watch season three, because, like, yeah. how... From the season two finale, how the... I know. How it was going, I was like, I don't... If if I, if I I'm correct, and these are the plot lines, I'm not in. We were both pissed off yeah. about... Well, I, we won't say on the yeah. podcast in case people haven't seen it. We were both very pissed off with what, what was basically a left... Out of left field decision in the second season, mm-hmm. which... From the sounds of it, had more was done more because of behind the scenes mm-hmm. problems than it yeah. was actual narrative sense. Uh, but from that point on, it actually became an even better show. And mm. part of that, it, it's it's not because That's it's not because it was bad before that. It's just that they became more confident writers, and it actually became more sprawling. Like it became less about Nucky than it was before, and started. Like, it's still largely about him. He's still the central character, but it's centered around a lot of other people, and it gave a lot more story to them than it did in the past seasons. And it hmm. and it started to really build each season. So, like, it would feel really disparate in the first few episodes, and then everything would start to come together, and then the last few episodes of every season were just awesome. Mm-hmm. And the final season was very good. It was shortened. It was only eight episodes instead of 12. They knew it was the last season. They skipped six years in the story and so like certain characters are just dead that weren't before which was a little jarring but it it allowed them to really give closure to a lot like it allowed him to kind of skip from al capone's like like he was kind of fledgling in the early seasons like he's just slowly working his way up mm-hmm. and then like it they they he started to get a little more power as it went on but then like they skipped just him being at the top of his game in the final season and it was oh, really God. fun to see that contrast that's cool and because i mean that could be done right and then yeah. it could be done like like entourage comes to mind when they're right. just like he go he gets arrested for drugs he has to go to rehab and then just all of a sudden he's just out of rehab yeah like, yeah you know, well let's skip that drama right yeah. that's not fun right but, bummer sad face yeah hashtag we want boobs and colors <laughs> <laughs> but it was it's I would say it's worth watching through to the end but you know it is a lot of seasons if yeah. you've gone there's just so it. much good TV it's like yeah. what do you you gotta like I mean lo- I guess luckily since Facebook ruined The Walking Dead last episode <laughs> yeah so I don't have to that. watch that that's cool thank you for whoever did that yeah like yeah they, they apologize they're like sorry we didn't realize yeah that we were well, like not even just like like did fx do it or not fx amc or something yeah it was the official facebook page for the walking dead before it aired on the west coast on their facebook they put up a whole thing about the character who died oh. <laughs> people were mad oh see like wow that sucked i didn't even yeah. It's like it was just my personal friends. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm seriously contemplating deleting you. Yeah. Like, sorry, mom. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like, thanks, Facebook. Seriously. <laughs> hashtag broken home, sad face. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's a uh, that that's a bummer. But so I get I because I, I was like I I, I was avoid. maybe two or three episodes back. Yeah. Oh so. wow. 
I avoid social media until I've actually been caught up on Walking Dead. Like, most yeah. shows, I'm like, yeah, people aren't going to talk about it. Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. it's like, if I don't... If I don't see it right away, then it's going to get spoiled. Yeah, I was actually surprised because, like, Sons of Anarchy just ended last year. Yeah. Week. And, like, all my people that were, you know, fans of Sons of Anarchy were at least a little bit better. Yeah. About, like... That's good. Yeah, so... Because I'm sure there's a lot to spoil on that. Yeah. I haven't watched it, oh. but a lot to spoil. Which, I'm kind of a little bit disappointed that I don't see them on these nominations. Cause yeah. The, the, last, uh, the last season of Sons of Anarchy is really fun. Yeah, I've heard mixed things, because, like, I hear, like, some episodes people were bored with, and but then there are, like, later season ones where people were like, alright, that was great. Like, yeah. there's one, I guess, a few ago that people said was one of the best of the series. Probably episode 10. Yeah, that, I think that was it. Where uh, Jax and Juice meet and have a conversation. Okay. In an interrogation room. And I don't want to say anything yeah. other than that, but yeah, that was like... Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested, because... Was Kurt? I don't know if Kurt Sutter was still on the Shield on the last season. I think he was. Was he a character? No. Well, Kurt Sutter is the showrunner. Yeah, yeah, but was he? But yeah, but no, he didn't play anyone. Okay, because he's a character on Sons of Anarchy. He plays a character called Otto. Okay. And he's in. Yeah, he's like a recurring character that comes in and out all the time. So. Yeah, he was a writer on the Shield, and uh, I don't know if you haven't watched the Shield, Mm -hmm. right? You. You dig the shield. Mm-hmm. Shield's great, and it has the best ending of any show I've watched. Nice. Like they the, knew what they were doing. I like the end of Sons of Anarchy too. Yeah, it was you know cool. I really did. I was. <laughs> they definitely didn't Dexter yeah. Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh boy. But yeah, endings of shows are hard to do. That's fair. So and Boardwalk did a pretty good job too. Like the internet, oh, they're guessed, done. They're yeah, done. They're done. Okay. The internet guessed the ending before that, like a few weeks before the episode actually aired. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was a little bit of a diminished thing on that, but it wasn't their fault. And yeah. it wasn't something that was super obvious. It was something that, if you heard the theory, you're like, okay, that's almost definitely the case. And, like, mo- most theories are bullshit <laughs> with shows, but, like, this one was like, this was one where it not only made sense, but it actually clarified a lot. Okay. And it was, it was a very, it, it was well done. And yeah. it, it gave really good endings to a lot of the characters. Uh, Steve Buscemi probably had his best season. Hmm. I, it, it, he's always been good, but you're right. Like, and a lot of people say that that Nucky's probably the least interesting sh- character on a show about him. Yeah. But they did a good job in the final season of like really making the arc about him, and hmm. like give it. They have a lot of flashbacks, which people are really kind of split on. Yeah. But they, it a lot of them are things that you've heard about throughout the show, but they really cement his arc and make make it clear what he's about and what the show is about and i was pretty happy with the outcome on it yeah so uh peter dinklage in game of thrones you haven't seen the newest season right i haven't seen it i've seen uh i'm still on season one so okay. i'm way behind but but it you but know, i like i like yeah the show. yeah he's and pretty yeah. good in it oh yeah he's fantastic he's amazing in this last season he <laughs> has uh he has one particular monologue in the court scene that everybody talks about that's just like, everyone's like, that's obviously going to be his acting reel on every single award show, or everybody's going to watch that so many times, but he's he's awesome. He he gets a lot of praise anyway, yeah. especially for a genre show. Like, like Game of Thrones kind of broke through, because usually, like, fantasy shows, nobody pays attention to come award seasons, yeah. but it's so good, and it's so consistently good, mm-hmm. and, like, the ensemble cast is awesome, but yeah... He's still a stand-up. Do you think, okay, like, I was wondering, do you think that might have hurt Sons of Anarchy's, like, 
because in Sons of Anarchy of shows they like, have they have like a very it's a very it's almost like sh- a Shakespearean it's like Shakespearean meets outlaw like almost like Wild West shit. Yeah. Like if Shakespeare wrote a Wild West, <laughs> like that's what it would be. Well, it is like sort of based on Hamlet, right? Or that was kind the jumping off. I don't point. know if it is based. I know it's heavily inspired by Shakespeare. Yeah. Um it has a lot of Shakespearean themes. Uh-huh. You know, like pretty much mm-hmm. you know, the main character just inherits is just like from season 1, he's yeah. already the vice president of the gang and he's like clearly the youngest person so they have and like they even they even mention it this is like it was a uh, like a uh, uh, blood royal what, what's the word I'm looking for uh, yeah bloodline or uh, what? yeah like when you just when you just become king because of your bloodline there's like a yeah. word for it yeah I'm a, I mean hierarchy or yeah um, something like that like he just inherited it because of yeah. who he was yeah because of who his father was yeah and, like his father you know invented it invented sons of anarchy was one of the founders so he just inherited mm-hmm. a high rank just because of who he was yeah um so i was just wondering what do you think because like game of thrones kind of like has that very i don't know maybe and i mean like cause it, there's cause just so much it's like it's weird it's like because it's modern day and it's like and it has like very outlaw western themes but it has very sh- shakespearean themes too I think so, I think it's just that there's a lot of good TV. Maybe so. I think it's just really hard to break it down to just five people. Yeah. Uh, right. it, regardless, I I know uh, it, like a lot of critics this year had trouble not only just like coming up with a top ten, but even like a top thirty. Jesus. Like, there's just so much good stuff. Yeah. So. I, it could be that. I mean, it, do you think that the acting on that show was uh, like better than like Peter Dinklage in Game of Thrones or Steve Buscemi in Boardwalk or Kevin well, Spacey in House of Cards? Or I'd have to see. Well, like one, a couple questions I have about when I see like people getting nominated several times, it's like, how do you and like they win for one season but don't win for the next? Yeah. Like, what What is your like? What is your justification? justification for- I mean, it should you know be I mean? about the season and just what's the best season of television that was on that year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's a lot of time. Either either you get a situation like the Emmys and Modern Family, where no matter what, every season Modern Family just wins. Right. Where or it's like just like Alec Baldwin had yeah. like that ten year stretch yes. where he won every year. Yes, it's where it just becomes about momentum rather than mm-hmm. anything else, or them actually watching the shows. Yeah. Or you get situations where it's all about the hot new thing, and even if like a show won one year and like got better, and that it, it still it, it still won't even get nominated it, just because there are other shows that they decided mm-hmm. were newer and fresher. Like again, we'll get to it later, but the Golden Globes uh, did that with Brooklyn Nine Nine, where they gave Brooklyn Nine Nine the Comedy Award, and Brooklyn Nine Nine is a very funny show. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. I was that was one of the pleasant surprises. Yeah. Oh, of, definitely. Of recent, like memory, it was one of those where I I saw like commercials and I was like, this like, is like probably not gonna be good. But I also knew it was by the guy who did Parks and Recreation, mm. and Parks and Rec is fantastic. So I figured if anybody knows how to do an ensemble comedy, it's him. Yeah, and. uh he did. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this year it's not even nominated for Golden Globe, despite winning last year. And it's a better show this year than it was last. But uh, yeah. So, moving on to Woody Harrelson, uh, True Detective. It, he's very good in True Detective. He's not going to win because Matthew McConaughey is also nominated from True Detective. And if anybody's going to win from True, True Detective, it's McConaughey. 
You haven't no, seen it yet, no, right? No, I have not. It's worth watching. Yeah, it's, I want to see it. It's uh, the only thing that like I'm gonna be bummed out is the audition for that role. Oh, and for Russ Cole? No, no, not him. No, no. Uh, <laughs> there's say. like a gang. There's like a gang banger who was like a recurring. Who, ah. He was like a main character. Like he's like a wigger. Thought he was black. A drug dealer. Okay. And like I was like, oh, fuck, I wanted that role so bad. Yeah. I know I'm gonna watch it and be like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like it. it it disappointed a lot of people in the end just because everybody thought it was going to get weirder than it did, or weirder and more supernatural because of all the metaphysical talk and, mm. like, the fact that it's kind of about a cult, yeah, like a demonic cult. Picking up some sounds. Yeah, Samson. Samson! <laughs> calm, your, calm your tits, okay? <laughs> he did for now. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's uh, really well acted. It's got a lot of interesting... I think you'll like just hearing McConaughey talk about shit because, like, he's just such a weird, cynical guy. But he's also like really inside his own head about, like, you know, everybody used the term afterwards. The time is a flat circle, right? And all that. But he's 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 awesome, and they all get to play all sorts of different uh, uh, parts of their life because it goes over a long span of time. Hmm. Okay, uh, so where were we? McConaughey. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's. McC- Matthew McConaughey is awesome in True Detective. Uh, he's dri- if, he's, if he's driving a Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Hands well, down. Well, the funny thing is. Hands down, he's getting There are two of those commercial, or maybe three. <laughs> like, the first one is him, like, waxing philosophical while driving, and there's, like, a buffalo in the road or something. I don't know. I'm, I've seen it, like, once. I probably got that wrong. But, buffalo. But it's like, it's like they just saw True Detective, and they're like, we want Russ Cole in our Lincoln commercial. And it's so weird. But, Yeah. Anyway, it's a pretty iconic role for him. It's very much against the all right, all right, all right kind of guy that he is in real life. I'm talking over our whining dog. Samson. <laughs> You're not allowed in future podcasts, Samson. Seriously. You're a buzzkill. You're fired. But, uh, so Kevin Spacey in House of Cards, uh, I think he's awesome in it. Dude, Kevin Spacey, if there was an award for, like, holy shit... <laughs> I would give it to him every time. So every time I watch that show, I'm just like, "That's some cold blooded shit." Yeah. God damn it, Francis. Yeah. And I'm I'm not even that big a fan of the show. Really? Yeah. Like I think I th- I think it's a show that the, thinks it's a lot smarter than it is mm. in a lot of ways. And that's that's kind of how I, f- I mean. Interesting. You think like Netflix, I kind of feel that same way about Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. I tried so hard to get into that show. Yeah. I'm just, because I think there are a lot, like, uh, House of Cards feels like it's trying to make a statement about mm. Washington specifically, mm. and it doesn't seem, like, it, it It just goes too far. Like, at first it's like, okay, this is a cool idea on how cynical everything is and how you have to be really cutthroat in politics, but then, like, without, I don't want to spoil too much, yeah. but, like, it becomes, like, about murder and stuff, or, like, a lot of that happens. <laughs> and and it's, like, uh, just, like, oh, of course he murders people. And it's, like, just um, kind of dumb. And, like, everybody gets away with shit way too easily. And, did like... You, did you just give it away, though? Well, that he murders people. I didn't say who. <laughs> I figure, whatever. At this point, you probably know something about that, but... 
I do too. Yeah. I saw. I, saw yeah, I know you've seen season, season one. Yeah, I've seen season so. one. I've seen. It gets even sillier in season two with some of that. Yeah, but, I've uh, seen a couple of the, the yeah. deaths in season two. <laughs> one is particularly hilarious. Are you talking about the one with the train? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers, but uh, kind of. No, this is, you don't know who it is. Somebody, <laughs> somebody dies because of a train. But yeah, there are a lot of scenes in that show where it feels like they think they're being really clever about mm-hmm. uh, the system, and it's just like really pulp entertainment. It was. It, did you ever see Man of the Year with Robin Williams? I did not. They kind of had that too. And it was like, it was like a really good. It was like they didn't. They had targets, but they didn't have like they would jump targets. Does it kind of yeah kind of do that or? Or is it just so pretentious? No, it's not so much they jump targets as they act like, oh yeah, you know, it's all about cutthroat business. But then, like, it's not even really consistent in their world. Like, you've got things where, like, the president is kind of like an opponent to him in season two. Mm -hmm. And he's just, like, so easily coerced that it's like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, if your whole thesis is, like, to get in power, you have to do this kind of thing. Why is the president such a pushover? And like, the, there are. I'm trying to think of specific examples of what I mentioned first with the. I don't know pretentiousness, but yeah, it just feels it's like really, really self serious about mm-hmm. it. When it's kind of like, it would. I feel like it would be better if they realize a little bit more about what it is as a show. But it, it feels like a show very much catered to people who watch political thrillers on Netflix and want to feel smart about themselves <laughs> like which it was it was like they're looking at people's viewing patterns on netflix and going there are a lot of people who watch these and like kevin spacey so let's hire <laughs> kevin spacey and these people like david fincher let's get david fincher to do the premiere and kind of set the style for it i didn't know he did the premiere yeah yeah that's it, awesome that's why the premiere is really well directed and right. like most of the season is really well directed like i have no complaints on it like, from a technical standpoint, the show is awesome. Yeah. Like, really, really well shot and pretty much great acting all, mm-hmm. all around. So, yeah, uh, you mentioned Orange is the New Black, but I'm sure that's going to come up on the awards a little later, so we'll we'll yeah. bring it up then. If it doesn't show up on the Golden Globes, <laughs> mention it again. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I think he's good. He's consistently really good. I, I don't think he's probably going to win. Who do you have? You have McConaughey, then? Because uh, yeah. is Steve Buscemi yeah. won? No, it's Steve Buscemi's not going to win. You don't think so? Has he no won, way? Um, I don't, I don't think so. But he's not going to win for Boardwalk Empire's final season has so little fanfare, mm. and it just it's not going to get the attention it needs to win. And as he's good, but I don't think he was as good as Peter Dinklage or Matthew McConaughey mm. or Kevin Spacey for that matter. Where he didn't have a showy role, he he was really good, but not. He didn't have quite as much to work with. So. Yeah. so, performance by female actor in a drama, uh, Claire Danes in Homeland, Viola Davis in How to Get Away with Murder, Juliana Margulies in The Good Wife, Tatiana Muslani in Orphan Black, Maggie Smith in Downton Abbey, and Robin Wright in House of Cards. So, um, Homeland, have you watched? No. Um, Claire Danes is consistently great in it. Even when the show itself it, it like falters or has issues, she's awesome and she she plays whatever they give her as like a full formed character even when the writers are writing her one note like which they don't always like huh. she she gets a lot to do but like even when she's doing things we're like god oh, that's cheap 
and like she sells it. Hmm. So I, I think she deserves recognition. She's won. I think she won last year. I don't know if she won the SAG, but she's won awards for both seasons of that. Okay. And it's like yeah, this season's been good. Like yeah. I've like it's I. Again, it's a hard show to talk about without spoilers because, like, the right. whole premise of the show kind of depends on knowing something that happened in season three. But, like, they had to pretty severely break from form this season or change what the show is. Mm-hmm. And it had some rough beginnings, but they basically repiloted it, and it's been really good. Huh. So, uh, how get away with murder? I haven't watched. I'm not going to. I think it's popular, but and it just looks like stylized crap. It's Shonda Rhimes again. So is she's that? she's the one who does uh, Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. I'm definitely not going to watch it. It's not my thing, but yeah. I know a lot of people really love Scandal, and uh, a lot of people watch this because Viola Davis, mm. and yeah, she, it's tons of people are watching it. Probably more people watch that show than the rest of these shows combined. <laughs> so. Uh, it might have a chance with the SAG, and people like her. Well, I mean, it, it, I can't say anything about her performance because I haven't seen it. I know the show is not supposed to be that great. Yeah. But... I mean, I don't know because like every because SAG people just vote on this, so yeah, you kind of have to throw it out a, a little bit out the window. Yeah, you do. To like that's that. That's what I mean, though. The yeah. SAG people probably watch that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. See, I, I would think no. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Hmm. Uh. Tatiana Muslani has no chance of winning, even though I've heard she's even though she broke the record amazing. for most characters in a fucking anything. Yeah. She, is she the whole cast? Like is she? All the, she's all the clones. <laughs> like they're all clones, so she plays very different versions of the same biological person mm. in different walks of life. That's and sick. Mm. She's supposed to be just incredible. Mm. Like it, first season in particular, everybody just raved about her and like it considered a crime she wasn't being nominated for stuff so now she's getting some nominations i think the golden globe snubbed her which again i haven't gone to but uh she she from everything i hear she's excellent so she's supposed to be great though uh uh, so but neither of us have seen it cbs cbs just sucks yeah, pretty much. Like it's awful. <laughs> I don't want to. And every like show, it, but, yeah. every show is the new, the number one show. Like that's not even possible. <laughs> like, well, what CBS learned is that the people, like most people, who like really like the best shows and the most cutting edge shows, are the ones that are trying to do something different. Either DVR them or they watch them online, so mm-hmm. they don't get the live numbers. And since a lot of advertisers still pay for things based on live numbers. A lot of the shows that are most successful on there are crime procedurals and multi multi uh, camera old like laugh track or live audience mm-hmm. sitcoms because those are the kind of things that people who a lot of the time are older watch on live on TV or like families will put on in the background or something because you know CSI family entertainment but or or two broke girls super family entertainment but it, yeah they're. They've been very safe on stuff, but A, it's been working for them. I think that's going to turn around a lot as the Nielsen ratings stop mattering as much. Mm. Uh, as, like CBS is trying to launch their own uh, internet subscription thing, so you can pay six bucks a month and get CBS shows because they won't work with Hulu. And uh, it, 
it's funny to me because it doesn't seem like the audience that's actually watching CBS shows are the kinds of people who are going to watch them online for $6 a month. Right. Like, maybe maybe some of, like, the Big Bang o- a Theory audience because maybe, it, it, yeah. that, that stretches to quite a few people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, but, yeah, I can't see a lot of them really working on that level. So, uh, let's see. We've got Robin Wright in House of Cards, who's also, she's very good. Yeah. Great. I I don't know, I I would, I would give it to Claire Danes over her, mm-hmm. but she's good. No. <laughs> Anything yeah, else? I don't really have much. Yeah. I haven't seen season two, she, so I don't really she's, know how she. Developed. She gets more to deal with in season two. There's mm-hmm. a fairly large plot that's centered around her, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's great. Um, Maggie Smith and Downton Abbey. I haven't watched Downton Abbey. From what I hear, the first two seasons are. Or especially the first season is really good. The second yeah. is supposed to be pretty good, and after that, it's not really as good. Yeah. But Maggie Smith's great, so <laughs> I'm sure she's good at it. <laughs> All right, outstanding. Well, I mean, Maggie Smith's been great since silent films. <laughs> so, <Right>. like, <laughs> she's been around a while. Seriously, she's four hundred and seventy-five years old. <laughs> okay, they carbon dated her. I swear to God, she was like fucking sixty-five in like nineteen sixty-two. <laughs> I swear to God, it's magic. Yeah. But yeah, she, uh, let's see. I was in 20 that, years, she's going to be younger than me. I don't even know that's possible. <laughs> she's Benjamin Buttoning it. Yeah. So, outstanding performance by a male comedy, or male actor in a comedy series. Ty Burrell in uh, Modern Family. It's Lucy Kay in Louie. William H. Macy in Shameless. Jim Parsons in The Big Bang Theory. And Eric Stone Street in Modern Family. I like all those shows with Big Bang Theory, so yay. <laughs> yeah. I, I occasionally catch Modern Family, but not that much. I I like the cast a lot. I love Modern Family. Yeah, Modern Family was great. Yeah. So Ty Burrell, I don't. Yeah, I was saying like the acting. I mean like Eric Stoltz is great. Yeah. Ty Burrell's great in it. Really, what makes that show is writing though. That yeah. show is phenomenal. Writing. Have you heard about how the writers' room works in that show now? No. So the first two seasons, it was basically these two guys from different backgrounds. Like some doing more broad comedy and another guy from more like character oriented stuff mm-hmm. and they got together on this show uh, to, and like pitched it as a fairly simple family comedy and but like you know they the reason the show was really good is because or especially for the first two seasons where everyone raves about it is because they were constantly kind of like fighting over stuff but like coming to ground so like every episode had really funny stuff but was also like really grounded in character yeah because it's like it's like what's so cool about it is that it's like three especially the first the first couple seasons it's like three sitcoms right and there's like a star of each sitcom yeah like it would be ed o'neill and like his family yep. eric stone street in that one mm-hmm. and then ty burrell and his you yeah know what i mean and it's like three just completely different sitcoms yeah it's like that's fucking awesome yeah, so after season two, they decided they hated working with each other because of that, Damn. and they split off. They have their own writer's rooms now, mm. and they do every other episode. So, like, every other episode is basically a different show by a different writing staff. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Very, very weird. Because I've never... I, I, that makes me want to watch because I've, I've only watched it, mm-hmm. like, not in order. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not really yeah. a continuing story. No, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. But I'm now I'm kind of interested to watch it in order. Yeah, see, see how their their styles mesh or don't mesh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's what I'm most interested in watching on it. I haven't uh, I haven't really watched enough of it to have an opinion on that. But 
like it's it's a consistently funny show either way. Like it yeah. is. I think in terms of just comedy writing, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty mm-hmm. solid. But, yeah, but like that's what makes these nominations interesting. Mm-hmm. Is because like. Uh, you know, like who is you... for writing? I mean, that well, show is great because yeah, of writing. But this for the SAG, it's all acting. So yeah. between Eric Stone Street and Ty Burrell, who would you say? Over those, just those two. Yeah, I would give it to Eric Stone Street. Yeah. So cool. So Jim Parsons, it, he gets a even. Even he seems sick of Jim Parsons winning awards. Did you see his Emmy speech? No. It was just. It seems like he's like okay. You know, I'm very thankful. Right. But, you know, these other people are really good. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say it like that, but it was, it, you could, there's like a slight hint of him thinking like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah, because I mean, how good so can anybody be to win it five years in a row? Yeah. Like, it's not, because the Emmy yeah. voters don't care. You're and, not the Messiah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I am the actor to end all acting. But like you said earlier, you know, if you're... If a show is consistently great and better than everything else on TV, and this guy is consistently better than everyone else, and I mean, it's fair to give it to him, but but I don't think that's but consistently <laughs> better. Yeah, there's some. I really mean, yeah, good... if if you're consistently awesome, yeah, mm-hmm. keep getting it up. But like, you're consistently that's just impossible. Uh-huh. You know, that shows like what like what is that season forty three? Mm-hmm. Like seriously, I think I was. I don't even think I was born. Yeah. <laughs> like when yeah. the Big Bang Theory came out, like it's stu- like I think it's literally on season like eleven, eight, ten. It's, I don't 11. know. I don't know. It's far. There have been yeah. a lot. <laughs> it might be something stupid like that. Yeah. So let's say Shameless. I've only seen the pilot of Shameless. Shameless I, is great. I yeah. watched up to uh, season four. And full I'll, disclosure, or I've halfway see- through yeah. season three. Actually, that was a lesson. Well, disclosure, you're in an upcoming yeah. episode of yeah. Shameless. Yeah, so. I, I get the crap kicked. Or no, I kick the crap out of Dermot Maloney. Yeah. I just kick the shit out of him. <laughs> well, that'll be fun. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, what I really like, like, it, there were things about the pilot that, you know, like kind of pilot is where they're just trying to get the premise across. Mm-hmm. But I really like the dynamics of it. And I, I mean, William H. Macy's only like one scene, or like only a couple scenes. He's like passed out the rest of it. Yeah, them. man, I but was. I was so good. Like he just yeah. nails it. <laughs> oh, like, he's rad in that show too. Mm-hmm. He's so good, and like that. I'm really surprised. I'm maybe. Uh, well, I guess we're not there yet. But for I, female? No, no, no. Uh, uh, for ensemble. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, they we have a really good ensemble. Like nobody really steals the show. Uh-huh. They just have like a good chemistry. Yeah, it's just like it's we. It's hard to explain without actually watching the show. It's just, yeah, that's one that I want to watch more mm-hmm. of. We talk yeah, about. it's great. Yeah, and um, so Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is just great. I love Louis. Uh, I I don't know if I can really seriously say that Louis C.K. is as good an actor as like William H. Yeah, like realistic, but he's very good for that show. Like he has a really understated performance, but it works. And I mean, he knows when to be a straight. Like he's a straight man to a lot of it, but he's very good at that. And Mm -hmm. like even his stand up is largely performance. Like he he has to seem very very natural. Mm -hmm. And like you were talking to me earlier about how playing yourself Mm -hmm. is like not always easy. You have to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. But, like, on that same token, I kind of see where they're going with this. Because it's Louis 
almost uh, kind of autobiographical. A little yeah. Bit. Well, <laughs> a little bit. Some, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's heightened truth. Yeah. As opposed to just putting yourself into another character. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because he's he's Louis playing Louis. I mean, he's literally Louis. He's, yeah, his character is named Louis, yeah. and he has two daughters, but yeah. he makes up a lot of sure. it. Like, almost all of it is just ideas he had out of crazy things. And, yeah. But it was... Uh, this season I wasn't my favorite of the show, but it was pretty good. Uh, like, I liked... Uh, uh, did, oh, no, so they came out with a new season. There's so been I'm, four. Yeah, I'm behind. Mm-hmm. Last, uh, last season I saw was when he was dating Parker This Posey. This season was really... Uh, continuity heavy it was really serialized so there was a six-part episode and a three-part episode a two-part episode an hour-long episode and three individual episodes that are normal length. Hey, louis just doesn't give a shit yeah well that's what's he's awesome about his own show he's like it, it costs basically nothing yeah. at fx i think they they give him i forget how much but he he, he basically told them like when they asked him to do it they offered him out he's like all right i will only do it if I get full creative control completely, like once I turn in an edit, that's what you're airing. And it, like, he's, he's like, I'll do it for this amount per episode for like practically nothing. If I get full creative control okay, and man. they did, they gave it to him. And yeah. this is before Louis C.K. was like huge. Cause he's the fucking man. Mm-hmm. Louis C.K. is a shit. He doesn't give a fuck. I like his style. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting. And like the serialization this season is, it feels different than, uh, like, like I like what he did with it. And it was really interesting, and I like they tried it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the spontaneity of the earlier seasons was lost a little bit mm-hmm. because it was ongoing, and it, like it was him living in a much longer uh, story, or like really giving time to breathe on it, which is in a lot of ways good. But you yeah, know, I I really enjoyed uh, like season two. I think is probably my favorite of that show. Mm-hmm. And anyway. So yeah, that's outstanding performance by a male actor. We've got outstanding performance by a female actor in a comedy series. Oh, yeah, I get that. Probably read read the nominations. Uh, Uzo Aduba from Orange Is the New Black, Julie Bowen in Modern Family, uh, Edie Falco in Nurse Jackie, Julia Louis Dreyfus in Veep, and Amy Poehler in Parks and Recreation. So go ahead. What were you gonna say? Uh, I was gonna say, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Orange Is the New Black. The girl who plays crazy is, is awesome. She's like, really good. That and, that show would keep me not even remotely interested if it wasn't for her. <laughs> like, I and I like Orange Is the New Black quite a bit, but it, so like what what about that show? Do you really? I mean, granted, like, I've only watched like the first couple episodes, yeah. but like just uh, and I've watched and I've watched it like and I've watched a couple episodes like out of sequence. So maybe yeah. if I watched it, those maybe. episodes would. I don't know, gel better. But, like, the whole, like, in season two, I watched, like, an episode, I think it was season two, where, like, there's, like, a Jason Biggs, like, the whole relationship between him and her is just boring the shit out of me. Yeah, Jason Biggs is the weak link of the show. Okay. And, like... Like, everybody agrees on that. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Laura Prepon is just, you know... Like her, like those segments are just like I don't know. They just seem kind of like yeah. Let's you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They just just not not fan of that. Yeah, and uh, I, and it's you know they always have the corrupt you know security guard and who's like yeah. 
porn stash. Everybody. Yeah, he's like banging everybody. <laughs> like I'm like okay. <laughs> like yeah, I and that guy plays that creepy dude in like everything. Yeah. He was in Weeds, type, that huh? crazy guy. Well, like, literally, is, uh, all they did was put a, a mustache on him, and he's the same fucking This is the same uh, creator and showrunner as Weeds. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so she probably... Like, right. literally, like he didn't even, like... Well, <laughs> he probably the, didn't even come up with any preparation or whatsoever. They just put a mustache on the guy him. Who played, like, uh, go. <laughs> the guy who plays Healy, the counselor, was also on Weeds, wasn't he? Uh, I haven't really seen... I can't, I can't really remember. But, yeah... What I like about that show is the way that they start out with very, like, very, uh, basically caricatures of a lot of the people. Like, mm-hmm. it, because you're entering into it as Piper, or at, with her as the point of view character, where yeah. all these people are kind of cartoons and scary to her. And, like, as the show goes on, everybody becomes much, much more uh, three-dimensional as a character. And you, like, mm-hmm. learn, you get all their backgrounds, either through flashbacks or through moments... And, like, even the tiniest characters have their moments where, like, they become much, much more complex. Or mm. even people like Pornstash is, like, such a cartoon villain guy. Mm. Like, there are moments where you feel sad for him. Mm. Even though, like, he's a shitty human being. Like, right. you just, you can still uh, empathize. And, yeah. It, yeah, all the women are that way in the show. So is that what kind of makes it in? Because, like, yes. even, like, now that I was even, like, the main character really wasn't... Yeah, drawing me. She in. like her whole story. Besides, just was like oh. season one. Uh, yeah, uh, that really the leads were the ones that everyone was like, or her and Jason Biggs, or, and he's not really a lead, but like they were the characters that people thought were uninteresting and the yeah. links of the show. She becomes a little better as a character in season two. Okay. Uh, they give her a little more interesting stuff to work with, and they make her less of the center of the show and more as part of the ensemble. Hmm. Like she's still a big part. But they're like everybody's just as important. It's not all about her, which is mm-hmm. a big part of what the first season's about. Like her realizing kind of that she's not some special person who's mm. in this shitty place with these people who deserve to be there. They're all, they've all got their shit. Like she did the thing she's in jail for. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it 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 opens up a lot if you give it time. Okay. But uh, so yeah, like that show. She's great. Uh, her character, I don't know if you've seen enough of her background in that mm-hmm. show. Or, uh, she really, she's given so much growth and so much background. Uh, as in season two, she's upgraded to being a supporting character as opposed to a guest actress, so she gets a lot more screen time, and she's given moments where she's really, like, she does some pretty awful things. Like, even though you, like, really have sympathized with her in the past, and you can still empathize with who she is and why she's doing it, like still uh, she's pretty terrible at moments but mm. but it, like it's a courageous thing to do as an actress yeah. you know, and and as a writer to take a character that everybody loves and well and, it, and like and that character just like gives it an interesting debate too which mm-hmm. uh you know they have the this person does horrible things but doesn't understand they're doing yes horrible things. she she almost Oh, I, I won't say. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's some stuff towards the end of the season where she tries to do something really, really self-sacrificing mm-hmm. for someone, and it's the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. But it's it, she's she's great. Uh, Julie Bowen and Modern Family, pretty consistently good. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, right. Like you've seen more than I have, but you say the yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I don't know if anybody like really stands out on that show to where they would deserve like 
Emmy or Golden Globe or SAG act, like acting awards. Yeah. It's like, when I watch that show, like, if I just go, wow, that was great writing. Wow, that was great writing. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you know? And, and so, I don't know, you know, I mean, and, like, the writing's so good on that. Like, it kind of makes me, like, is that just the writers being that awesome, you know, yeah. as opposed... Because it's an ensemble thing, you know, creating, you know? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes the writing's shitty and the acting really brings yep. it out, and, like, you know, and sometimes it's the other way around, so... Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I would really put anybody as a front-runner or anything that really, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Okay. Well, Edie Falco and Nurse Jackie, I have I didn't watched. even know that show was still on. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, what, season four or five? No idea. I've never watched it. I was, I'm not a big Edie Falco fan. Yeah, I, I she's thought, good. She's, I, I think she's a good actress, but I, I I haven't really seen Nurse Jackie, so I can't comment. I thought all her plot lines in The Sopranos were boring. Just, <laughs> but good, like, is that her fault? Like, yeah. she, she kind of got a role that was, like, later it's become kind of a trope in, like, anti-hero dramas of, mm. like, the disapproving wife. But, like, I think her character's a little more interesting than that in Sopranos. Mm. Or more than they, people sometimes give her credit for, because it's largely someone who, despite having issues with her husband and all mm. that, like, she's still complicit in it. Like, yeah. she's agreed. Her livelihood is because of that. Yeah. And there's a bit of added depth there. But, anyway... And that, and she was in the worst movie ever, which I think is why I don't like Julianne Moore. I think I figured it out. What? This is the worst movie I think ever. This is top three worst of all time. Uh, a movie called Freedom Land with Samuel L. Jackson and Julianne oh, Moore. Oh, I never saw that. Don't. <laughs> it's really bad, huh? It's a piece of shit. But it's like boring bad and not yeah. like funny bad. Yeah, and yeah. she was like one of the main characters in it. And, yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> well... We've got Julia Lewis, Dreyfus, and Veep. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Veep? No. Veep's awesome. Yeah. She's really good. Really? She's hilarious. Like, the show is hilarious. Yeah? Yeah. Give it a shot. I think, I think between that and House of Cards, Veep is a much more accurate way of how things probably work in Hollywood. Wow. Just because, like, it's... Oh, you, you mean politics? Or not, yeah, not Hollywood. <laughs> Damn it, we are just talking about... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so... Much better representation at Washington, I think, in that it's just a bunch of incompetent people trying to like one up themselves over other people, right? <laughs> but it's and not caring about the issues so much as like figuring out what their stance should be on the issues right. to get trying voters, to kiss ass. And, uh, yeah, to get people to back them. Yeah. So uh, Amy Poehler is consistently excellent. In Parks yeah, and I haven't watched the new season of Parks and Rec. But uh, you've seen most of it. Yeah, I've seen up to pretty much season six. Mm-hmm. There was this one fucking character on that show. That made me. This character was so annoying that it made me turn it off. Which character? The character that like is like loud and like kind of a spaz. Oh, Billy Agner. Yeah, he's just <laughs> ah, dar. like you know, freaking. That's an awful impression. But uh, is he the really effeminate guy? No, he's no. like he's like the guy that like freaks out all the time. Uh, he he just came in season six. Yeah, I think it, that's Billy Agner. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. He's like he's like very dramatic and like very like intense about everything. Oh, I'm trying. He's to think. like he like works next to Donna and Donna's yeah. like calm down. Yeah. Like, oh like, yeah, yeah. He's just like I am calm down. Yeah. He's like fucking just die. 
just like yeah I, like I hope you're the first casualty on Aww. Parks and Rec like, <laughs> I like if it is who I'm thinking of uh, I'm trying to remember if that was someone else and like a one off thing cause that was when the parks were merging yeah right? yeah they merged and there was like three people that made it yeah on it yeah, and I forget the other two <laughs> yeah but they don't really show as much yeah it was like one there was like one girl that was like best friends with I think uh, either Anne or April <laughs> yeah well April fake friend is yeah and, that's yeah, right that was good and so she's <laughs> like oh my god seriously isn't it awesome yeah which I love April yeah uh, that whole ensemble is pretty damn good yeah, uh, yeah so, I still watch like the old seasons on Netflix yeah I still it's still like, really funny and season 3 yeah those are fantastic. great fantastic uh, the newest season was not their best but it was still consistently well, pretty well, good. They're done. they're done, too. Next right? season is they're the done. final okay. one. So they haven't started the final, or they haven't aired it, uh, but they set it up in a really interesting way. So it's going to feel a lot different than the earlier seasons. Huh. But I won't say anything else. Yeah, for, for sure. Months, but so yeah, Season 8? I think. Something yeah. like that. Uh, so yeah, it, that's a t- tough category, really. Because uh, all of those are pretty good options. Like... <laughs> I haven't, again, I haven't watched much Nurse Jackie. I feel like Julie Bowen has shots from Modern Family just because Modern Family wins so much stuff and a lot of people watch it. And I think she's like the only person who hasn't won it. Yeah. But Orange is the New Black is really popular, and I think that's one of those shows that might have. Yeah, and that might have gotten enough buzz in the Screen Actors Guild that I I think she might be the front runner. Might be, because I don't think she's won yet. Yeah. Yeah, well, she wouldn't have been eligible for supporting actress last year. She would have been a guest actress. Oh. So, yeah, I think she's got a very strong shot. Uh, Amy Poehler, I think they've just taken for granted by this point. Uh, Julie Lowe's they like her a lot, too, I think. So she's got a shot. So here we've got Ensemble and a Drama. <laughs> Getting towards the end of the sack. Uh, Boardwalk Empire, Downton Abbey, Game of Thrones, Homeland, and... Uh, House of Cards. That's a tricky category. Those are really, like, Down Abbey, I'm sure, is good, good ensemble, but I haven't watched enough to really say yeah. it. Boardwalk is phenomenal. Like, the, the people... Oh, God. So, uh, looking over all the cast members. Yeah, really, really good. Like you said, Stephen Graham as Al Capone is excellent. Uh, jeez, is that all that they? There's some people missing from that list. My, like, is Michael Shannon listed? That's weird because Michael Shannon is like yeah. Michael Shannon's like the best part of the last season of Boardwalk, or just the best part of just that show. Period. Yeah, he's amazing. So that's really weird. He's not listed. I would assume that he's considered a regular part of the cast. Yeah. Maybe they consider him a guest star, but I don't. Hmm. I, I think he has as much screen time as a lot of other actors. That's weird. And is uh, Michael K. Williams on there? No. They don't have. They don't have the two best characters <laughs> from that show in the season. Oh, that's weird. But they have Al Capone's. Yeah, Al. Cap- yeah, Stephen Graham's. He. No, I, but Ra- who's Ralph Capone? Oh, uh, Ralph Capone. I. Is that his son? They got a son on there, but they don't have Michael Shannon. Hold on. <laughs> that would be really messed up. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. 
Okay, the duds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He played. Okay. He was the guy on. He played Dom. Duh. I feel dumb now. Yeah. I don't know names well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. He's uh. He was also in the I'll Wire. Oh, he's in the Wire. He's great in the Wire. Uh, everybody's great in the Wire. Wire is awesome. <laughs> it's uh, Downton Abbey uh, again. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Game of Thrones again. Just amazing cast, like. Pretty much across the board. Uh, it, it's so weird who they list as, like, cast members for this. Like, Grey Worm is listed as one of the main cast of Game of Thrones. Like, if you're comparing... He's... You, how far have you seen into that I've show? seen, like... Okay, like yeah, you haven't... Episode 3. He's not like a one. character that you've seen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's weird to think that, like, that guy is considered cast of Game of Thrones, but Michael Shannon and Michael K. Williams are not part of right. the... Boardwalk cast, but this. I wonder, is I wonder if you need to like petition or something, or like yeah, advertise or I don't know for get your name on there. And I Michael don't know. Shannon was just like fuck you because that's the only thing I can come up with because he's so good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, pretty much great cast. <laughs> Homeland has a really good cast, but there are definitely people that like lead that. And let's mm-hmm. see, is this. Yeah. Okay. So you, Claire Danes is excellent, and uh, Mandy Patinkin is awesome. Like both of them are kind of carrying the show. But yeah, uh, I don't think that one has much of a shot for ensemble. Not compared to Boardwalk or uh, Game of Thrones. House of Cards. House of Cards Cards is a pretty damn good uh, ensemble too. Mm -hmm. Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright are. But, again, they're nominated elsewhere. I don't know if the rest of the cast is really... Especially for season two. Yeah. I don't know if there's anyone who really stands out that same way. And I know I know it's about ensemble and how well they work together. But I would still say Game of Thrones or maybe uh, maybe Boardwalk for this mm-hmm. category. What do you think? Uh, I would go with... Uh, out of those, probably go with Boardwalk. Yeah. I mean, granted... I don't know too much, because I need to get caught up. Yeah, on Game of Thrones? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so here are comedy ensembles. Uh, Big Bang Theory, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Modern Family, Orange is the New Black. Holy shit, that's a huge (laughs) list. If you're listening to this and haven't seen it, go look up the nominated list for Orange is the New Black on SAG. It's enormous. Right. Um, Veep is also nominated. Those are, again, pretty strong choices. Veep has a really good uh, ensemble. It's not as big as some of the other shows, but it's very funny. Or they're all very funny. Uh, Orange is New Black is... Uh, that, that's kind of the uh, Grand Budapest Hotel of this category, where it's like you've just got so many different people that are all pretty good. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Because... Brooklyn Nine-Nine, everyone on that show is so on point. <laughs> Especially as it goes on. Like, yeah. they're so specific in their characterizations and so fun in the way that they play off of each other. Like, you can mix and match them in any way you want and you have mm-hmm. a good story. Yeah. And Big Bang Theory, uh, I I mean, it wins a lot. I don't think the ensemble's strong enough. So. I just, I hate that show. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Yeah, they just made a ten-year 
not getting laid joke. <laughs> uh, the early, I remember when it first started, and it really annoyed me because it was one of those shows where you could tell it was a show about nerds written by people who have no idea what any of that's about or who these people are. It's just like, ha, ah, nerds! But as it, like, it, I guess they got the more people on who knew what they were talking about. And from what I understand, some of the later seasons have decent characterization, and it it's not like one of the absolute best shows on TV, but yeah. it improved. The sh- I mean, just the jokes are flat every time I've tried watching it. And it's, uh, maybe it's... Like, I, I hate saying this, but, like, part of it is just, like, I, I'm i not as acclimated to the uh, multi-cam sitcom anymore, mm. because, it like, it's it's not just that it's multi-cam laugh track thing, it's that the pacing of the comedy is so different. Like, if you're making a multi-cam, the whole point is you have joke punchline, joke punchline, and uh, you have the audience reaction to everything, you wait for that. So, uh, like... Now I'm used to all these like shows, like single camera ones, where it's like lightning fast, and you've got people working off each other really quick. There's improvisation sometimes. There's like just really clever jokes. They don't it, they don't necessarily expect the audience to laugh really hard at everything, like at the broadest level. Mm-hmm. Like they can write stuff that's smarter uh, and like know that if somebody yeah. doesn't pick up on it, it's okay because there's other stuff. And, but yeah, it's just weird to watch, like, go from something like 30 Rock to Big Bang Theory, where you're going from, like, joke mm-hmm. a second to, like, set up punchline, ha 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 ha, set up punchline, ha 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 ha, <laughs> and the hug. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but I hope that's not the only reason on that, because, like, I could still watch something like Seinfeld and love it. <laughs> like, I think it's just a great show, or it's really right. well written, and I don't, I don't know. So my pick on that is actually Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Even though Orange is the New Black has an amazing cast. Uh, yeah. And, and that, that show's got so many people who were unknown beforehand. Yeah. And uh, really came into their Go back home. up. Let's see which one. Orange is the New Black, uh, Modern Family, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Big yeah, Bang I'd Theory. Yeah, I'd probably go Veep. Big Bang Theory or... Big Bang Theory? Or, or not... Wow. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure you missed No, yeah, f- yeah, fuck that one. Or show... <laughs> Everybody calm down. We're professionals here. Okay, calm down. Uh, <laughs> either Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Modern Family. Yeah. Fair enough. So, alright. Stunt ensembles, that's cool. Uh, but, like, we can't really spend that... Like, I think it's right. great that that's a category. Nobody died, for, they won. For the record, even though I have no professional opinion on the stunt right. teams on these, I think it's great that they're actually being recognized. Yeah, that's fair. they do so much insane work that people just take for granted. No, absolutely. I totally agree with you. Uh, when I was doing Shameless, because uh-huh. uh, I, I was, I'm in a fight scene, Yeah. so we had a stunt coordinator guy, Yeah. and he used to be a stunt man, but now he's a stunt coordinator, like he choreographs it. Uh-huh. Because uh, the reason he did that is because don't mess with the Zohan. Mm-hmm. There's a big explosion of a warehouse. Like, they just blow up yeah. a warehouse. And I remember both saw that. And we're like, that was a piece of shit. That was a piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> but like, I got a cool story about it now. Uh-huh. So at least I yeah, got this. Yeah. The guy, like, there was a miscue, no communications. Like he was still setting up pyrotechnics while they're mm-hmm. wh- and almost blew him up in the fucking. Jeez. And like he was, uh, no, no, because he was one. He was one of the Zohan stunt. He was Adam Sandler's stunt guy. Uh huh. And um, he almost got a. 
like annihilated. Like yeah. almost, like he got all kinds of close stuff. And like they ended up using the actual take because like he's yeah. supposed to like dive out of like Figured. a window or Damn something. It. If we got that footage, he yeah. almost gave his life for it. We're using yeah. it. <laughs> and like it was really his shit. And like he got and like he was out of work for like a year because oh, wow. he was like he just got up like got almost set on fire yeah broke legs broke God. everything just like yeah it was just it was just poor it was like somebody fucked up mm-hmm. you know and like he almost paid the price for Jesus. it Jesus and like yeah oh that's that's nuts yeah and like yeah so we made it through this sag yeah. <laughs> should we cover Golden Globes and like kind of skip over uh, things we talked about or <laughs> we're on a long yeah hour 40 right now holy piss should we should we do it in it like, or should we do that another time? Uh, well, let's just go down there. We can always edit it out. Yeah, true. All right, or we could just split it up. Maybe we'll see. Oh yeah. yeah sure. Anyway, so Golden Globes. Uh, okay, ignoring all this crap. This, there we go. Okay. So starting big, best motion picture drama, Boyhood, Foxcatcher, Imitation Game, Selma, Theory of Everything. Really close to the uh, a lot of the SAG nominations. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's usually how it is. It is, which is interesting, though, because, I mean, performance and movie aren't necessarily, like, mm-hmm. the, the quality of the movie doesn't fall entirely on a performance. That's fair. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I already said earlier, I think Boyhood was... Awesome. Yeah, I mean, granted, I'm just going based on, like, synapses of movies. Yeah, here. yeah. I'm so behind on film. Yeah, me it's, too. Like, I was just so behind. I haven't seen Foxcatcher, Imitation Game, Selma, or Theory of Everything. Because, like, I've, I know, I don't know Selma, but Theory of Everything, Foxcatcher, and Boyhood. It's sort of about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. It's, I, it's supposed ah. to be excellent, but I, I haven't seen it, so I hmm. can't say uh, but Boyhood was such an amazing film, and that's winning a lot of the critics' awards left and right, which doesn't always mean anything for the Golden yeah. Gloves and Oscars. But that was just such a good idea. Like I yeah. remember somebody telling me what, what that movie's about, and I was like, "That's fucking awesome!" Yeah, like, I really want to see that. Yeah, it's very good. Um, performance by an actress in a motion picture. Reese Wild just reminds me of Into the Wild, so like <laughs> you just get confused. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm kind of, like, I don't know. If I want to see that or not, because I love Into the Wild. Uh huh. But like, because that's how they marketed it. They're yeah. like, "This is Into the Wild with fucking Reese Witherspoon." Yeah, we got it. Well, isn't it like I? Isn't she just kind of like a free spirit fuck up? But yeah, I guess that's Into the Wild. Huh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, it's not based on a real on a true story though. And I have she no idea. Probably doesn't starve to death in a trailer in Alaska. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, come on. It's the premise of the movie. It's the premise of the book, too. I know. And it's a true story. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but... This Next big... thing you're going to tell me is you're, you're going to totally ruin 127 hours for me, aren't you, you son of a bitch? <laughs> yeah, I know. Imagine if they had sold that movie as a guy gets stuck in a rock for a long time. As you get out, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's like, the guy loses his arm. It's going to be crazy. Bruce Willis is dead the whole movie. <laughs> What movie, though? Every movie. <laughs> Sin City 2. <laughs> Foxcatcher. That's true, actually. Magic Mike. Uh, all of them. <laughs> just every movie. That's just the new ending to all yeah. movies. So, 
So, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think best performance by an actress in a motion picture is the exact same list as SAG. Jennifer Aniston in Cake, Felicity Jones, Theory of Everything, Julianne Moore, Still Alice, Rosamund Pike, Gone Girl, and Reese Witherspoon in Wild. I think that's verbatim exactly the same. Um, Uh, This one's actors exactly the same except for Selma. Okay, so David Oyelowo. I guess I I'm sure I butchered his name. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. very very similar. Again, it's really so. Who did they lose on best performance by an actor? Oh, Michael Keaton. They kicked Michael Keaton out of it. Oh fuck them. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. But so yeah, I haven't seen any of those movies. I can't. I have no opinion yeah, at all. Them. So moving yeah, they, on. They kicked out Michael Keaton for Birdman, like. Kiss my ass. For posterity, the list is Steve Carell in The Foxcatcher, Benedict Cumberbatch in The Imitation Game, Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler, David in Selma, and Eddie Redmayne in Theory of Everything. Like, I haven't even seen Birdman, and I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. it's. Like, I want to see that. I need to see it so bad. So, best motion picture, comedy, or musical? Birdman, which, fucking what? <laughs> like, there are moments that are funny in that movie. But it is not a comedy. Really? It's ridiculous that that movie isn't comedy. Grand Budapest Hotel, I'll give them They enough. probably just put it in there because it's just such a like off oddball premise. They always do that. Yeah. Where, it, where it's like, oh, well, this movie's just weird. And yeah. they're probably right. It has a better chance of winning as a comedy or musical than it does as a drama. But it, then you have like actual comedies that get screwed over because... Well, it makes... Like, and that also... Because like... You know the the producers of the film submit it. Yeah. So it's. I wonder if they submit it. Yeah, they do. They, they submit, submit it in that comedy board. musical. I didn't know if they just like submitted it to the yeah Golden Globes and the Golden Globes kind of like no they it, like they organize they actually get to well. choose categories. Okay. That that creates interesting things like I think I mentioned earlier about True Detective how for the Emmys they put it up as drama instead of a miniseries and now they're putting it in as a miniseries for the Golden Globe because they realize like they put up. The Emmys was a crazy decision because they put it up against the final season of Breaking Bad. And it's like, True Detective's good, but it's not final season of Breaking Bad good. <laughs> and it's not, like, they weren't going to win out over Brian Cranston or Aaron Paul or any of them. So, yeah, as great as they might have been in that show or in that mini series that's getting yeah. a second season <laughs> with different actors, or different premise. It's, it's like the American Horror Story thing. It's either a miniseries or series, depending on how they want to classify it. But right. it and Fargo, Fargo's gonna be the same way. Huh? But it's interesting. But yeah. It anyway. So, Birdman and Grant and Budapest Hotel, I've seen. I have not seen Into the Woods. Uh, Pride is also up, and Saint Vincent, which I also haven't seen. So I I would go with uh, I would still say Birdman. Grand Budapest Hotel is good, but yeah. I prefer Birdman. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go post. <laughs> stain. When it comes to, yeah, when it comes to movies, I'm gonna have to go like yeah. post award season. Yeah. I have a feeling. Best performance by an actress in motion picture, comedy or musical. We've got Amy Adams, Big Eyes, uh Emily Blunt, Into the Woods. Oh shit, she got yeah. that's something new. Yeah. And uh over Real Street. But she's Yeah. It, she might be supporting that. Or no, I guess there isn't that eh, whatever. So yeah, no, there, there, should be, there should be a supporting. Yeah, we'll see. See if she's on that. At least there used to be. I don't know if well, she still is. I, 
I don't remember how the Golden Globes split that up. They don't. They, they just do actor. it all together. Yeah, okay, the that's supporting. right. So that they, might they be don't it. have like comedy or musical or drama or whatever. Yeah. So they got Helen Mirren in a Hundred Foot Journey, uh, Julianne Moore in Maps to the Stars, and Kevonzene Wallace in Annie, which uh, I I haven't seen any of those movies. So again, fucking I can't fuck say. Annie. Okay. <laughs> like. I'm not gonna see that piece of shit. Yeah, I like her. Okay. I liked her. It's a hard knock life to watch that piece of shit. Is what? <laughs> that's what. Seriously. But it has music curated by Will Smith and Jay Z. Oh well, in that case, I'm gonna take a dump for two hours. <laughs> it's so, probably be more entertaining. Moving than fucking Annie. Moving on. Let's, and, and let's uh, let's just go back into the woods. <laughs> fuck into the woods too. Yeah. Okay. Like, that. That's why I hate the Golden Globes. You get all these shit movies and, and like. Well, a lot of the thi- like Golden Globes have kind of a reputation as star fuckers. Yeah, in that they will nominate oh. things just because they want people to come to their party. Like do you the, know, do like you know the what tourist the, couple years ago, exactly with Johnny Depp like and Angelina Jolie. Do you know what the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press Association even is? No, it's like a hundred random journalists in in like uh, various European countries. Uh, yeah, so they they just get together and like, hey, who do we want to fuck more? Like, well, well, but they invite <laughs> like they'll invite people out to really fancy things and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they try to court all these stars because they want to be relevant. Like the whole thing, it's insane that it gets as much coverage as it does, but everybody talks about it, and people talk about it like it matters for what people are going to pick in the Oscars when it really isn't. But right. it's kind of interesting, like they, just because of how like obscure during, it is. Yeah, during the writer's strike, they just didn't even have it. Yeah, because they were just like, "Hey, the Golden Globes might get fun. fuck the Golden Globes." Yeah, nobody. <laughs> but it, they get a lot of people there because it really gets free booze, <laughs> which also makes it one of the more fun uh, awards ceremonies. Right, to watch. Ricky Gervais when he was getting smashed up there. A couple everybody of years ago. is like even <laughs> acceptance speeches are more fun if everybody's drunk. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's what makes it popular. But uh, yeah, is it is it Tina Fey and Amy Poehler doing it again this year? I think so. I think it is. They did a great job last time. But, uh, uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, comedy, or musical. We have Ray Fiennes in Grand Budapest Hotel, Michael Keaton in Birdman, Bill Murray in St. Vincent, Hawking Phoenix in Inherent Vice, and Christoph Waltz in Big Eyes. Oh, I know what St. Vincent is now. It's like the, like, where Bill oh. Murray plays, like, the dysfunctional dad yeah. or something. yeah. He's like just like a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, I did want to see that. Is that the one with, um... Oh, God. Again, I'm drawing a blank on a name that's really famous. From, uh, like, Bridesmaids and... Melissa McCarthy? Or is that a different movie that they're both in? That might be. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Looking it up. Cheating. I know. You mean I have to look up information on these movies I've never seen? <laughs> yeah, we really put a lot of preparation. We really this. did. We basically said, hey, this happened. Let's <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's with Melissa McCarthy. And, uh, yeah, again, the premise of this podcast, the name of this podcast is Jane Ross Talk Shit. It doesn't say we have to be informed about it. It just makes it more entertaining if we are. <laughs> So. Just really, just really goes with the flow. If we yeah. know what the fuck we're talking about, we're, which we don't, we chose a concept where we are always on point. So, 
so let's a lot see. of experience in talking out our asses, folks. We do. <laughs> All the time. So we've got uh, yeah, Bill Murray, uh, Hawking Phoenix, and Inherent Vice, which I'm, I don't really know enough yeah, about. I don't really know. I mean, I like Joaquin Phoenix. So yeah, he, I think it. he's pretty consistently yeah. great in things. Uh, Christoph Waltz and Big Eyes. I love Christoph Waltz. I have not seen shit. Big Eyes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's going to be the new... Well, I, I probably know more about the role than they want to be official, but it, 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 because it's probably a spoiler, but it, it, he's going to be playing a pretty big role in the new Bond movie. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear that. Yeah. Which will be interesting. I've been watching through all the Bond movies, so, like, the fact that they're bringing back Spectre like... is, like, crazy to me. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't all know what that spe- means, but fuck yeah. Like, you all of the Connery excited. movies and, like, Half of the Roger Moore movies are about Spectre. Like, there, this is an organization of, like, basically supervillains that, like, cause trouble and try to extort people and stuff. But, well, like, yeah, so, like, there are plots in the early ones where they're, like, trying to create wars between uh, the U.S. and Russia because, or, like, by stealing satellites and making it look like someone did it and, like, other things. But, yeah, there's a... There's a certain villain called Blofeld that it, rumor has it's going to be a part of the new movie, which will be interesting because he's been played by like four different actors in different movies, hmm. and he they couldn't make a movie with Spectre or him until recently because there was like a legal rights issue where somebody else owned the partial rights to those characters and that group. So it's I I don't know it, it's all it's going to be weird to see how they work that into the more grounded. Uh, reality of like the Daniel Craig Bond movies since mm. it the early ones are a lot campier. But. Yeah. So animated feature, uh we've got Big Hero Six, Book of Life, uh Box Trolls, How to Train Your Dragon Two, and the Lego movie. I saw How to Train Your Dragon Two and the Lego movie, but I have not seen any of the other three. No. Heard I, mean, big... I, don't, I don't really watch animated films, so Yeah. Um Box Trolls looked interesting because it was a uh, stop motion. It mm. was like uh, it was by the people that did uh, Coraline and oh, okay. same same director who did uh, uh, um, a Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, uh, not Tim Burton. No, uh, Danny something. Is it? Uh, oh, um, we can't. Danny. No, it's uh, Henry Selleck. Henry Selleck. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he directed Box Trolls. I know it's his company that was formed for Coraline and after that. Okay, no, different directors. It's uh, Graham Annabelle and uh, Anthony Sashi. But it, it's his company that he started for stop motion animation hmm. to continue it. It looks pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it like, the style looks cool. Yeah. But uh, Book of but, Life uh, was. Oh, the... I did see the Lego movie. That was all right. I liked the Lego movie. Like, that right. would be my choice. Because everyone, uh, uh, I mean, every once in a while I do, like, an animated feature. I really enjoyed uh, Paranorman a few years back. That was also the same company that does Box Trolls. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'd be, I'd be down to see Box Trolls. Yeah. So. Uh, Lego Movie I loved. I loved that it was a deconstruction of, like, the hero's journey and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was, it could have been so shitty. Mm-hmm. It just, <laughs> the, the idea of, like, oh yeah, we're gonna make a movie about Legos. It, it's... The same, like, studio mentality that makes something like the Ouija movie or Battleship. <laughs> right. Like, this is a known brand. People right. will see this. But they hired... Uh, Clue. Yeah. <laughs> they hired 
two guys who the the people who did that are the same people who did the twenty one and twenty two Jump Street movies. Oh nice! Like so, they're used to taking bad ideas and making great movies <laughs> out of them. Uh, like that. Did you hear what their new movie is going to be from the Sony leaks? Yeah, like uh, twenty three Jump Street meets Men in Black. Yeah, which That's... sounds like the worst idea, but it'll be great. I'm so stoked. <laughs> like I trust them. And once I heard that Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones aren't even supposed to be a part of it, yeah. it made a lot more sense. Because huh. to me, it's like, okay, at that point, it's not that they're making a crossover between movies. It's that they went, okay, uh, let's. we already made the joke. Like, you've seen 22 Jump Street. Yeah. They already made the joke about infinite Into sequels, credits, about yeah. stupid further ideas. Yeah. So they're like, let's go as far as we can let's take a premise that or another property that we own that has nothing to do with any of this <laughs> and mash it up and make it like some crazy far-flung sequel to 21 jump street i'm all that for it. sounds that sounds awesome yeah so uh all yeah forward. how train your dragon 2 was also good but lego movie i thought was much better mm. and uh yeah, Big Hero 6 I've heard is pretty good. Book of mm. Life I've heard mixed things on. The visual style's kind of cool. It's uh, uh, It was produced by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, yeah, yeah. And sure. so it, it's like the Mexican Day of the Dead style, but it's like a CGI movie. So nice. might be, might be kind of neat. Foreign language film, I hate to say this, but I'm just going to skip it because none of us are going to have any idea on any yeah, of these movies. Yeah, um, <laughs> Best performance by an actress in supporting role in a motion picture, Patricia Arquette in Boyhood. Jessica Chastain is a different one. Yeah, Jessica Chastain and uh, most yeah, others, and there's Meryl Streep. Most right Violent there. Year. Yeah, and Meryl Streep is up for Into the Which Woods. Which is interesting because I think she was nominated for Best Actor in SAG, wasn't she? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I so. I can't remember. I think it was. Uh, Karen Knightley in Imitation Game uh, and Emma Stone in Birdman. Um, I already said I thought Patricia Arquette in Boyhood was excellent. Yeah. I have not seen any of the other ones but Birdman and Amazon is good in that but Patricia Arquette I think deserves it and probably has a better shot yeah because I'm pretty sure she's been nominated yeah uh who Patricia Arquette I can't know I can't yeah remember. she was nominated in SAG I don't know oh but I'm has talking, she been I'm nominated like for previous Gold Globes oh I'm sure yeah. you think I don't think, I don't maybe think not. she has maybe not she's awesome and uh deserves it the, those were exactly the same best pit performance. And Robert Duvall, Ethan Hawke, Edward Norton, Mark Ruffalo, and yeah. Jake. Yeah, I think you're right. So exactly already discussed that. Uh, best director, motion picture. You got Wes Anderson for Grand Budapest Hotel, Ava DuVernay for uh, Selma, David Fincher for Gone Girl, Alejandro Gonzalez Inarito for Birdman, and uh, Richard Linklater for Boyhood. I think Richard Linklater deserves it. Yeah, no, it's cool to see Richard Linklater actually making stuff again. He's amazing. Yeah, he's, it, he's, he did like Scanner Darkly, and then I can't even remember if he really... He, he did Before Midnight a year or two ago. Before Midnight? Yeah, that was great. Really? It, but I mean, that's part of the Before series, so you should really see Before Sunrise and Before Sunset. Oh, okay. But that that's the one that's about... Uh, oh, yeah, with uh, yeah, like, Julie uh, Delphi Julie, and yeah. uh, Ethan Hawke and their relationship uh, over... Uh, like, each movie takes place about nine years after the last. So they're reprising the same character, but, it, like, how their lives have changed in between. So it has almost a similar feeling to it as Boyhood. In yeah. that Bo Boyhood is, like, con chronicling that period of time, but, like, the before movies are, like, just checking in on these people 
in no these idea. amount for but they're they're all very good just really great writing yeah. and uh yeah is Alejandro Gonzalez what did he, what else has he done um, I'm just trying to think he's he did mostly uh he was a Mexican filmmaker he did Babel believe it or not <laughs> which I know you're a big fan of yeah uh let me see what his filmography is otherwise not a lot of Alejandros on IMDb, so he came <laughs> oh. up first. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so not a lot that we would recommend. Oh, yeah, Beautiful. That one was, yeah, with Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. That got some attention, but I didn't hear it was that great. It was, yeah, it was just... I've, oh. heard, I've heard pretty much the same review from everybody. It was like, the movie was just ad, but Javier Bardem was yeah. really good in it. And uh, he did 21 Grams. Yeah, the movie was just meh. Yeah, that's kind of what I heard on that one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely Birdman is his most hmm. famous movie. Okay. But he's, like... I don't know. It, it's it's hard to compare him and Linklater because what they're doing is so different. Yeah. Uh, both amazing, though. Yeah. And David Fincher... Like, I, I still want to see Gone Girl. It doesn't sound like that's the kind of movie that he would be likely to overcome either of them for. Yeah. Uh, I don't know on Selma. I'm it's, curious to hear, now that, like, I don't think that movie's out yet. Fincher's kind of, like, changed styles, too, a little bit. A little. I, I feel like he's been fairly consistent. Really? Like, I felt like, like what do you mean? Like, it's just like, I don't know, it's like Seven and Fight Club and, like, The Game. Mm-hmm. They just seemed, I don't know, like, they, what was the word? Like, like, they just, like, really rough and, like, really, like, you know what I mean? Kind of like. Know. Like, he has this darkness to it, but I always feel like his movies are pretty polished. Like, yeah. Fight Club is a damn. Well, yeah, 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 but, like, what I'm saying, it, like, it meant to look rough, but even though it was, like, really polished, you know what I mean? Like, gritty, kind of. Yeah. 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 I think he's still got that, though. Really? Because, yeah. like, I thought the social network, he kind of. Like he didn't really get gritty, but it was like it was like bit. not really gritty. It, it was wasn't. Like, yeah, the material wasn't. It was like dramatic, dark. Like I feel like his look was still definitely there. Like really? maybe maybe in terms of mise en scène, like the stuff on screen or like the way they shot it wasn't as gritty looking as some of those. Yeah. But it, like it was cleaner because it's all about tech and all that. But like yeah, I, I think like. Like, it's also a fairly dark movie in terms of cinematography, and he has some really, like, cinematic bits to it that, like, other directors probably... Like, the rowing scene, for instance, it's such a small little thing, but, like, he made it so visceral for the little bit that it lasted, and that seemed like a very David Fincher thing to do. Like, to have this little moment in the movie that stands out on its own as mm-hmm. being different. And, like, uh, uh, like, Girl with Dragon Tattoo definitely felt like his earlier stuff i thought yeah yeah i totally forgot yeah i'll give you that and but yeah i haven't seen but like girl. even like the trailer i saw for gone girl like when somebody said like that's a david fincher movie it I definitely like, really? i definitely thought i had he has kind of i don't does he shoot on digital i'm pretty sure he shoots yeah digital. like he has a very like digital grain kind of low light look to his movies yeah. and i thought it yeah. I, it felt like a David Fincher movie from what I saw. Of it. No, my buddy Robin said the camera he used. He's like the camera he uses isn't that isn't that special. Like, yeah, it's like, he uses just like a regular like ten grand little like camera. Yeah. Like even like some scenes will even like have a handheld camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I'm like that's that's weird. Mm-hmm. So, 
I mean, Wes Anderson's easy. movies always look exactly oh, yeah. the same. The, well, he has such a... And, like, I feel like he's becoming... Like, shot, more, like, just, like, by scenery, cinematography, yeah, he, everything. It, he's very into symmetry. If yeah. you look at his movies, and he loves having shots where it looks basically the same on both sides. Mm. And especially with his set design. Like, he likes being able to shoot things in a way that it's all symmetrical. It gives it kind of a storybook look to it. Yeah, and it, yeah, like, yeah. His movies do look like a pop up book. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I think he's a, he's, he's definitely, like the word gets thrown around a bit much or probably too much, but like he is kind of the definition of an auteur. Like he has such a distinctive style mm-hmm. that like every one of his movies is like that's part of yeah. that's his thing. Like yeah. He's not a chameleon director. Yeah, he is. Like, he's Wes Anderson. But because even even people that know nothing about that, mm-hmm. like that's it's a Wes obvious. Anderson film. Just like it's how Tim Burton mm-hmm. used to be, or like kind of right. still is. Yeah, but he's Tim Burton's like a parody of early Tim Burton now. Yeah, but but you're right. Yeah, yeah. It, like Wes Anderson, you can immediately tell it's a Wes Anderson mm-hmm. movie. And Grand Budapest Hotel is awesome. But, uh, again, like, I still preferred Moonrise Kingdom, but I love the look of it. I love, like, like, and this is a super nerdy thing, but I love that he utilized different aspect ratios to, like, distinguish different time periods and, like, how that worked. And I, I liked his use of, like, miniatures for certain things. Mm-hmm. And, like, again, that's, like, kind of a quirky thing. The set and costume design was really fun. And, like, the acting was good, too. Like, it... I can't argue with him being up for best director. He did a damn good job on it. Mm. But I I just I'm really partial to Boyhood just because of the nine and year undertaking. You said that. that was the best movie of the year, so I you... I think so. That's my personal favorite of the movies I've seen. But uh moving on to best screenplay, uh motion picture, uh Wes Anderson, Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh Jillian Flynn for Gone Girl, Alejandro Gonzalez, Inarito, Nicholas Giacoboni, uh, I probably said that wrong, uh, Alexander Dinalaris, uh, and Armando Bob for Birdman, and uh, Richard Linklater for Boyhood, and Graham Moore for Imitation Game. I'm going to go with Birdman. Yeah, it just blows my mind that Wes Anderson and Richard Linklater both wrote the script, too. Yeah. That's, Jesus, that's a lot of it's it is Good but Lord. i mean with wes anderson it's like that is so his movie like yeah, it, like yeah. every element of it from pre-production to being finished well, it's him and he like probably is an editor, just from but... what boyhood is about like you could tell that was a passion project oh Jesus yeah christ yeah you and I, i'm really curious to see some of the behind the scenes stuff on that mm-hmm. because you have to yeah for have sure to imagine he had a pretty tight relationship with the everybody in that or like all the, I mean, the kids in particular it's like a family almost. well yeah and like you cast that movie what 10 years 9 years 10 years yeah like like Ethan Hawke was just getting nominated for training day when he probably got cast in that movie so I think they basically filmed like I mentioned those before movies before sunrise before sunset before mm-hmm. midnight it, I think it was basically from before or sunset through to before midnight around that period was when they were filming it. And yeah, yeah, it's changed a lot. Yeah. And it's it was quite an undertaking. I but I I can absolutely see an argument for both Birdman and Grand Budapest Hotel. I haven't seen Gone Girl or Imitation Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, original score, motion picture, 
Uh, yeah, we don't have enough of an opinion. Original I mean, song. Hans Zimmer's on there. Go figure. Yeah, <laughs> it, that's all that Interstellar's up for is the score. Which, oh no, I I generally like Interstellar. Need to see it. I had some mixed opinions on it, but yeah. Uh, original song again. I don't. The only no. one of those I know <laughs> at all is that oh, uh, Lord song. Fucking Randy Marsh is up for an award. Yeah, Randy good. Marsh up for a yeah. uh, flicker beat. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, Randy Marsh. I'm Lord La La La. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, she's talented. <laughs> I don't I don't know the other songs at all. Uh, Patty Smith. Yeah, Patty Smith. Still There's still one by John Legend for Selma. Lana Del Rey for Big Eyes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, best television series drama this is where we get to get mad or not <laughs> let's see <laughs> television series drama is the affair uh downton abbey game of thrones the good wife and house of cards i think that pretty much all of the very best dramas were snubbed but uh, like i love game of thrones uh but yeah yeah the affair is supposed to be really good too mm. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, Good Wife. I always, Good Wife's the show that always gets like critical accolades, but no one will pay any attention to it because it's on CBS. But yeah, I I it's don't know. Fucking CBS. <laughs> it's supposed to be good though. Fucking Hawaii Five O. Uh. Anyway, well, I don't know. Do you? You. The only ones you've seen are Game of Thrones and House of Cards, right? Yeah. And you're far I'm, enough behind on Game of Thrones that you don't really have enough. Really yeah. But uh, if I had to go off the top of. I would probably take uh, just House of cards. cards. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah, but of those, I'd go Game of Thrones. Yeah. But I just need to see more. I'm yeah. not going to. Yeah, it's all right. And Game of Thrones is it's a hard show to get into at first just because there's so much shit going on. Mm. And, like, you eventually start to understand it. And, like, the more engrossed you get in it or in, like, the different characters and the histories and stuff, the more compelling it is. But... I'm pretty sure that was the same, with the exception of the affair. So apparently, the yeah, Globes really I likes the affair they get rid of, for some reason. What did they get rid of for best performance by an actress? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I'm still going Claire Danes. I liked her. Uh, I think she's still doing tremendous work on that show. Yeah. Uh, best uh, performance by an actor in a television series drama. Uh, we've got Clive Owen and Nick. Leah Schreiber and Ray Donovan, Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. This is actually very different. Yeah, James Spader in The Blacklist and Dominique West in The Affair. Yeah. That's, wow, what a weird, what a weird like, ass list. Kevin Spacey's the only yeah. one that was really, that I Clive Owen's supposed to be really good in Nick. Uh, oh yeah, that, like at the beginning of Surgery or, yeah. or something, I forget. Yeah. Like, something like. I want to say it's Soderbergh did it uh, uh that sounds right but yeah at least he did probably he probably did the like pilot it will, yeah hard score stacy did <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's let's see but yeah it's, it's supposed to be a really good show and uh no one's really paying that much attention to it i guess but, showtime? yeah well i think it is it's either that or it might be cinemax or stars. Oh, it might yeah, be stars. stars. I think it's stars. Which, yeah, <laughs> that happens. <laughs> yeah, Steven Cinemax. Soderbergh. Oh, Cinemax, yep. 
Yeah, Cinemax doesn't have quite the reputation the rest of them do. They're, they have a reputation for uh, pulp shows now that have a lot of like action in boobs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was their thing before they did TV, so it might as well Skin stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're trying to get trying to move away from that a little bit, but um, <laughs> trying to get yeah. Get I mean, of this list, humping? <laughs> yeah, no, no humping stomachs no more. Not, I don't want to live in a world where people don't hump stomachs on Cinemax. Fuck that. Yeah, it's a, you know a little bit of that, but not all of it. Like those are the first boobs I saw was like when I was like eight. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Thank you, Cinemax. I salute you. <laughs> <laughs> you changed lives. <laughs> so, so yeah, those I'd, I'd go Kevin Spacey, but I haven't really seen the other shows. So, so yeah, um, television series, comedy or musical. You got Girls, Jane the Virgin, Orange Is the New Black, Silicon Valley, and Transparent. Um, I have, I have. I not, need to see Silicon Valley. I got a friend. I love Jimmy, Silicon Valley. Yeah, who's on it pretty regularly. Who's he play? Uh, I don't know who he plays. Uh, did you see? You saw? You, it's always sunny. Do you remember the episode where they tried to make Charlie like a genius? Yes. They like gave him like all this like they fed him yeah. something and he thinks he's a fucking genius. Yeah, the flowers for Algernon. Yeah, thing. yeah. It was yeah. directed by the or it was written anyway, not directed I think by the Game of Thrones writers. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> he's he plays the the. Um, assistant to the scientist, the little Asian guy with the glasses. Yeah, and like God, long I'm hair. trying to remember. Uh, he's been a, he's been a handful of stuff, but I'm pretty sure he's on that show. Uh, he's a, he's, he's a hilarious stand-up comic. I've seen him a handful of times. Oh, I see. T.J. Miller's on that show. Yeah, he's, oh, he's great. God, I'm definitely gonna watch yeah. that now. Yeah, he's like my favorite stand-up. The, the cast is just amazing. <laughs> Would you recognize the name on here? Jimmy O, yeah, Jimmy O Yang. Okay, Jimmy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that dude, yeah. really good stand-up comic. Cool. Really funny guy. <laughs> yeah, there he is. On. Oh yeah, where he played. That's right. He's yeah. playing chess with him. Mm-hmm. Kind of like it. Yeah. Like Charlie's learning. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So yeah, I Silicon Valley is really funny. Um, I have not watched Transparent. Which it sounds it, like is like a borderline drama comedy. It was a weird. It's a weird show. It's I get it's because it's I, about I gender. guess you could say comedy. Yeah, uh, it sounds like it's kind of like along the lines of it, Shameless, where it could go either way. Uh, kind of, it has a lot of awkward moments because yeah. it's a really awkward <laughs> subject. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I think that's just another case of what we were talking about. How like they don't. It's just such a weird premise. They're like, oh, it's a comedy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, it's it it's not like it's not taking it like oh this weird Which shit. I watched, like it takes I it very seriously. Three, yeah, I watched and, like the three uh-huh. first three. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was all right. Yeah, I've heard and it. it I've does. Heard really you're right. Things. It doesn't really do that, but like it's just. But yeah, because of just the family dynamic. Yeah, the it's idea just an that this situation. guy who you know is the father or and has been for a long time mm-hmm. is just now. And just doing gender transition. And oh, no, like, no, he's finally just coming out. Like, okay. Like, he's finally admitting it to his... He'd been in hiding. Okay, yeah. His whole, like, uh, like forever. He, is he, like... What stage is he in on that? Like, he is he going planning on going under... Uh, or undergoing surgery? Or, I don't or, like, think... I don't because he wasn't... He, I've seen pictures where he has, like, long hair on purpose. Because yeah. he wants to look more like a woman. And more identify a little bit more physically. 
I but, don't. Th- I mean, maybe they get into that later. But yeah, not to the f- if, to, if I to the best of my memory, I don't remember that. Okay. I don't think so. It's because not that really. Really, matters, he was but. just like his big thing was like you know he's sixty seven yeah. years old. Back then, when he was twenty, yeah, that was at, yeah, he'd get murdered. Yeah, you know, like and uh, but it's or he'd be, always how he's identified yeah. for that long and yeah, even when he was like a child. Like, mm-hmm. He just always felt effeminate. Yeah, so, it's great writing. Yeah, yeah, I mean it was. I mean I, yeah, I don't know. It was just like it was. It was weird, like how it was kind of marketed to on Amazon. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, so I already we've talked a bit about Orange Is the New Black. Uh, Girls, I think, is a really good, although controversial and sometimes hit or miss show. Yeah, like not every episode's as great as others, but. They had a pretty good season. I, I don't know if I would put it as one of my top five comedies on TV. Uh, I don't think I would put... I, would, I don't think I'd have Silicon Valley on top five for comedy, shame. though, and I love that show. See, that's what... Uh, like, there's what? just so much good show. Yeah. Or so many good shows on TV that it's really hard to... And Jane yeah, the Virgin, like, out. I remember hearing, I'm like, oh, this is going to be shitty. But, like, every, it's supposed to be really good. Really? Yeah. It's on every, the CW. I know. Every critic is like, this show is excellent. It's really funny. It's well written. It like it has characters with depth, but like it's playing up kind of like telenovela stuff, or like oh. kind of it, like both paying tribute to and sort of making fun of like the tropes of that. But yeah, it's supposed to be a really good Weird. show. So I can't say either way on that because I haven't watched it. Um, Orange is the New Black. I might. I might give it to, but again, it's really hard to combine, like compare that to something like Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley is much more of a much more of a straight comedy. Okay, so moving on to best performance by an actress in a television series, comedy or musical, we have Lena Dunham for Girls, Edie Falco for Nurse Jackie, Julia Louis Dreyfus for Veep. Gina Rodriguez for Jane the Virgin, and Taylor Schilling for Orange is the New Black. So uh, what I can tell from the last two categories is the Golden Globes were much bigger fans of girls than the Screen Actors Guild. And Jane the Virgin. And Jane the Virgin, yes. Both of those showing up. Um, I don't know. Again, kind of a... Like, of those, Lena Dunham was pretty good in Girls. Uh, She had a pretty good episode this year where uh, I think it was her... Yeah, her aunt died, and uh, she had, like, no emotions over it, really, and, like, kind of felt like a bad person for that. Or, like, her boyfriend, Adam, was giving her a lot of shit about it. And, yeah, it was kind of about her coming to terms with that and faking it and stuff, and it was... It was pretty good. Hmm. It was interesting. I think that was it. But, yeah. I think that was it. There was someone else who died. I don't know. (laughs) It's been a long time since Girls aired. Somebody's dead. Because I know she makes up a story at the end. Mama's dead. Everybody's dead. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Everybody's dead. Bruce Willis is always dead. Bruce Willis is dead. Of course Bruce Um, Willis is dead. So, so yeah, like, Taylor Schilling's fine in Orange is New Black, but I don't think she stood out. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is consistently hilarious on Veep. So, for me, it's between Lena Dunham and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. But I don't know who they'd give it to. Julia Louis Dreyfus. They're gonna give it to Julia Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> it's it's the it's the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Would be like she's the biggest name, <laughs> right? 
I think that'll happen. So, uh, yeah, you don't have an opinion on any of those, probably. I, I've never seen them. Best performance by an actor in a television series, comedy or musical, Louis C.K. in Louis, Don Cheadle in House of Lies, Ricky Gervais in Derek, William H. Macy in Shameless, and Jeffrey Tambor in Transparent. Yeah, a little know, different. I don't know if I want to see House of Lies ever, because I have a friend who, who's on House of Lies, who uh-huh. got a pretty good part, and like he was super excited about it, and then he watched it, he was like, man, this is a piece of shit. And like, <laughs> and he's on. And he's on it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, thanks for the paycheck, but this yeah, show sucks. I've heard it's not great. <laughs> and like, I I like I like uh, Don Cheadle. Sure. And uh, Kristen Bell. They're both uh, both people I've enjoyed in other things, but I just haven't watched it. I haven't heard enough good things. To give it a try. Um, Derek, I'd like to see William H Macy get some love. Yeah, William H Macy. From the little I've seen of Shameless, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor in Transparent. He wasn't up for a Screen Actor Guild, was he? Who? Jeffrey Tambor. No. And he might have a shot. I've heard that's the best thing he's ever done. Yeah. And he's awesome, so. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I well, think... Well, it's just, it's just that crazy, you know, because, like, all the other... I don't know, I haven't really seen Derek. And, like, mm-hmm. William H. Macy has, like, the alcohol yeah. thing. But, like, Louis C.K. and Don Cheadle are kind of, you know... Mm-hmm. not crazy over the top that usually gets awards you know what yeah. I mean yeah you know like Louis C.K. has won so many things because he's now he's like a big deal and like yeah. he's he's really good in that show like we mentioned yeah. but I, like I, I feel like oh, yeah, yeah, better he's... performance is really in yeah. the comedy there's just category. more there's just more to it you but know? like you even said like C.K. is like playing the straight guy mm-hmm. and like you he know? doesn't even think he's like that amazing and he's come up to terms with the fact that he thinks he's like okay I guess I'm not bad <laughs> but like for a while he's like I'm not a good actor I just but he's pretty good uh, Jeffrey Tambor is, it's almost weird to compare him to someone like Louis C.K. in that yeah. category because they're like Jeffrey then again Louis Louis is still a pretty dramatic show a lot of the time and Transparent is I, it sounds like a little bit of both but I don't know. It, Jeffrey Tambor and William H. Macy are probably the strongest performances on there. Ricky Gervais is... Like, I've seen a few episodes of Derek. He's he's really good. I mean, it's a controversial show just because he's playing a guy a, who's, like, basically mentally... Like, they don't say what kind of... Uh, he's retarded. He's, they don't say, like, what he is exactly. Or like, but he clearly has some sort of mental disability. Oh, gotcha. But he, uh, he's he's good, and he plays it in a way that it's not it's not just like fucking radio, <laughs> like <laughs> like it's so easy to like Robert Downey Jr. said, <laughs> you know, go, go full, full retard time. and mess it up. But he does a good job of not seeming like Ricky Gervais pretending. <laughs> it it's, it doesn't feel insulting to people. Yeah, it, which is really hard to. And it, but he gets a lot of shit for it, regardless. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> I'd probably go for one of those shows I don't really watch that much, even though I think Louie is amazing. Yeah. But, uh, I think those are about the same. Yeah, Fargo, best miniseries or motion picture made for television. It's Fargo, The Missing, The Normal Heart, All of Kidder Ridge, and True Detective. Those are about the same. I'd go, yeah. I'd go for, well, it wasn't really a category last time. Uh, it was just acting or ensemble. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go. I would go Fargo, uh, my personal pick. Although True Detective is also really good, like both worth watching. Yeah. 
Uh, performance by an actress in a miniseries or motion picture made for television. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Honorable Woman, Jessica Lange, American Horror Story Freak Show. Frances McDormand and Olive Kitteridge. Francis, uh, uh, Francis O'Connor in The Missing and Alison Tolman in Fargo. I would go Alison Tolman in Fargo. Yeah. I haven't, although I haven't seen Olive Kitteridge, uh, The Missing, or Honorable Woman. Uh, Jessica Lane is consistently good in American Horror Story, as, but even though she plays a different character in each season, they're all very similar characters. Like, mm-hmm. they give her kind of similar stuff to work with. So this year she has more of an accent, <laughs> but she's still like the matriarch character who's yeah. like kind of got shady intentions. But Alison Tolman's great, and it, like she has kind of a understated role in. Fargo. Yeah, is, is she like is she like a like a demon or something? Or no, or oh, uh, who? Just <laughs> I was gonna say Alison Tolman. No, 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 no. Is she like kind of like like this? No, kind of like the Grim Reaper or something no, like that. She's never been. Uh, this season, she plays like the head of a freak show, and she, most of them don't know she's got anything freakish with her. But it turns out she used to be into like underground. She used to be a star of like underground porno films, and then like one time she got drugged and they made a video where they cut off her legs. So she has fake prosthetic legs, but she wants to be like a Hollywood star, so she hasn't let anyone know. So so it's a weird show where it takes place in the fifties, but she does musical number like there are musical numbers occasionally in it, and she does songs like her song is "Life on Mars" by David Bowie, which doesn't exist at the time, but is on purpose weird. So she has this big performance. Where she's in like a powder blue suit singing "Life of Mars" and, and wants to be real famous and work and like she is willing to like turn people over and get them killed if it'll help her get famous. It's kind of a fun role, but hmm. it like it has a lot of similarities to stuff she's done in the past. Hmm. And so I'd say Alison Tolman, who was basically an unknown in Fargo and did a great job with like a role that's like just a decent person, just like a good like she's. Oddly enough, with Frances McDormand in the same category, like she's the Frances McDormand of the show. Yeah, that's irony right there. But Good lord, but she's not quite as what chippy or, or chirpy as Frances McDormand. But yeah. all right, so we've got best performance by an actor in a miniseries or motion picture made for television. Uh, Which ironically is Frances McDormand. She won the best actress. Yeah, Oscar for yeah. that. That's fucking. <laughs> that's, that's weird. That's, huh? that's weird. So, Best Actor in Miniseries Motion Picture, we got Martin Freeman. That was who I was trying to think of for a name. Ah. Uh, he's up for Fargo. Woody Harrelson in True Detective. Matthew McConaughey in True Detective. Mark Ruffalo in Normal Heart. And Billy Bob Thornton for Fargo. So, four out of five are with either True Detective or Fargo. Uh, Mark <laughs> well, Ruffalo does I'm not going with no, I'm going with Normal Heart. I, I'm guessing this one's going to go to McConaughey. Uh, Billy I'd Bob like Thornton. to see Woody get some love, man. He hasn't really won anything. Like, no. He's been nominated a bunch of times, but yeah, and he's he's really good in True Detective. Yeah. Also, like they're both great, and they're well, he's the way of, they play off of each other is great. He's but. one of the few actors that I, that do comedy and drama equally good, equally yeah. well. Yeah, um, he's one of the few that I can really think of that, like with Grady's. Yeah. You know, he did The Messenger a few years back, and then, like, followed that up with Zombieland, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I can't think of too many people that could do that. It's true, and he's he's really great at both types yeah. of roles. It's, he is a little underrated as an actor. Yeah. Um, it would be cool to see him win something, but again, like, between the two of them and True Detective, like, McConaughey stands out so much more. Oh, okay. So good. 
And he sells Lincolns. What? He sells Lincolns. Yeah. <laughs> like, any, <laughs> and Mark, Martin Freeman is really good. It, Martin Freeman is the Woody Harrelson of Fargo, where he's really, really great in it, and he's like just mm-hmm. as much of a lead. He's more of a lead than Billy Bob Thornton. But Billy Bob, just but Billy Bob. Bob is the showier role, yeah. and he's more fun. So mm-hmm. he gets a little French fried potatoes. <laughs> yeah, so, not like that in this, <laughs> but but he's awesome. Uh, best performance by an actress in a supporting role in a series. Why I hate the Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah, Allison Janney for Mom. Oh yeah, I, uh, Mom is a pile of shit. Is it? I haven't watched it. Yeah. Well, like, cause I, I don't have cable, so I got the bunny ears. Mm-hmm. So like, I take chances on a lot of those Fox and ABC shows. Yeah. And most of them are all crap. I was really bummed when she got that role on Mom. And, like, this sounds shitty, mm. but because she was so good on Masters of Sex. And, like, she, they basically had to write her and her husband out of the show in uh-huh. the second season. Or, like, at least not touch base with them much at mm. all. And she had one of the best arcs in the first season. Oh, bummer. Uh, it, it was kind of like... Uh, well, yeah, she's she's great. I mean, she's had history. She's like yeah. she's like the female J.K. Simmons. Like you know, she's been around for so long, right? And um, you know, she's done just so much. Yeah, it was like when Margot Martindale got onto the Millers, uh, and she was on the Americans in season one. It was um, just really good, hmm. and, and like you know, she got big largely because she was amazing in season two of Justified, and like so. She's done such great work on FX comedies, and it's like, oh, well, now... The one episode she was in Dexter with a key lime pie. Yeah, yeah. She was good in that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. She had such a small role in that and really made it it great. But she's a... Yeah, the Millers really is a show full of people that I was like, oh, it's bummer that they're all on the Millers. (laughs) But now it just got canceled, and I feel bad for saying that, so... But yeah, it's like I bet she would have wished she stayed on the Americans. I don't know. I mean, she got a lot of money. She, I'm sure she made more money as the lead or one of the. Oh, she wasn't a lead in the Americans. No, she was. She was a supporting character. Mm. Uh, But yeah, JB's everyone on that show practically. JB Smoove, like I love him and Curb. Will Arnett is awesome. (laughs) JB Smoove's great. Yeah. Um, did you ever see The Sitter with Jonah Hill? No, I didn't. I, I heard really I, mixed things on that one. Dude, he made him and Sam Rockwell make that movie. Did they? Because awesome. it's David Gordon Green, isn't it? Like the director. I don't know. I, I love know. David Gordon Green. It, dude, and like I'm telling you, I know that movie looked like shit. Give that movie a shot. It's funnier I, than it's funnier than uh I kinda wondered if it would, because it got really like people just shit all over that movie. Yeah. But again, David Gordon Green. Like he yeah. did he did uh Pineapple Express. Okay. And he also did a lot of Eastbound and Down. Okay. He directed a shitload of that. But he's also like an indie oh, and Jonah, filmmaker. Jonah. He's like really, he's known for all sorts of other work too. Like, he, let's see, we've got his IMDb up here. Director. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, All the Real Girls was him. I don't and, know that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Pineapple Express. Your Highness sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the sitter it was interesting. He he did he directed okay. It says twelve episodes of Eastbound and Down, which is a lot. Yeah, that's well, like that show, that's like show, half the show. Yeah, that show didn't really have that many episodes. Yeah. So. Anyway, so going way back, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Alice and Janie and Mom. Uh, we've got Michelle Monaghan from uh, uh, oh, True Detective. Got, oh, she got some love. She didn't get no love from the SAG, yeah. SAG people. She was pretty good. Her character was a little underwritten, I thought. Yeah. Uh, Joanne Froget in uh, Downton Abbey. <laughs> Kathy Bates in American Horror Story Freak Show. And Uzo Dubo from Orange is the Black. Orange is the New Black, hands down. Yeah. Like, I mean, I haven't really even... Yeah. Because yeah. like I said, like she was the only one that really kept me interested in that show yeah she's awesome that was a breakout role so uh yeah last Bill category all of Kittredge too Jesus Christ oh, yeah, he's everywhere yeah he's like the new Samuel L. Jackson he's not known as being an especially prolific guy Bill Murray is known as the guy who has a hotline for his uh, phone number that he tells people to get in touch with if they want to try to hire him for stuff and he just like gets voicemails and occasionally <laughs> listens to him if he feels like working <laughs> <laughs> or, or he just knows people like like Wes Anderson can get Bill Murray whenever he wants because Bill Murray loves Wes Anderson so he like he can just call him and yeah. be like hey I'm doing a movie you want in sure but yeah everyone else it's like this crazy <laughs> thing they have to go through that awesome yeah so best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series miniseries or motion picture made for television we got Matt Bomer uh, from The Normal Heart Alan Cumming from The Good Wife, uh, Colin Hanks in Fargo, Bill Murray and Olive Kitteridge, what we were just talking about, and John Voight and Ray Donovan. Uh, is Colin Hanks any good on Fargo? Yeah, he yeah, is. he is. Cause Cause I think he, he's been awful in everything else. <laughs> I I don't know. He was good Orange in Mad County Men. On. He was good in Mad Men, and he was good in Fargo. But he was, he was terrible in Dexter Season yeah. 6, but can you really put that all on him? Dexter season six is awful. <laughs> season six is like as bad as the last one, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, oh yeah, no way. <laughs> it, it, like from yeah, season most... from season five, it just steadily declined. Season six, let me remind you, is the one where Dexter leaves a voice or not voicemail, a video message on the killer's on Colin Hanks's phone, uh, like telling him he's coming to get him, and then the bad guy. Uh, again, Colin Hanks draws a crazy devil mural of Dexter on the wall of his house, and then inexplicably, <laughs> when the uh, the team gets there, or the Miami Metro Police or whatever gets to the place, they wait to go in until Dexter shows up and let him go in first. No reason <laughs> other than well, Dexter can't get caught. He has plot armor. So they're just going to do this. <laughs> and uh, the twist is really obvious that season. I mean, I won't say it, but it's really, <laughs> really fucking obvious. And the, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, because it had that weird plot line where Deborah was in love, like, oh, God. Bang Dexter for some reason. <laughs> that was horrible. Like, really? That's that creepy. Was, they, yeah. Which they were married at the time, too. I think they divorced by then. They were, okay. Yeah, it was weird. So yeah, guys, stop stop Dexter after season four. Yeah, you can watch like the first half of seven or something. Yeah. Anyway, so of these, I've only seen Fargo. So Colin Hanks was pretty good, but I doubt he'll win. There are probably stronger ones mm-hmm. in there. But no idea who. Well, you too. All right. Well, man, we ended on a total. I know, I know. We ended on. Well, we ended on. I don't just, care. We've just been doing this so long. We're like, fuck everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, they've heard enough. Seriously. 
Um, so yeah, that's our first <laughs> and maybe second episode. There's a good chance we're splitting this in half because it's super long. We might have to like do like a new ending. <laughs> that's okay. I like this. This is this is honest, Jason. That's fair. I like it. All right. Like so, uh, so yeah. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, bye. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>